Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't mouse. I'm the boss. Pocahontas. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, um, uh, uh. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM. In Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live or on YouTube. You can subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and see all of our great videos, including the latest with Mike Schwartz and the ECU men's basketball program. Caught up with Coach Schwartz before they left town for Cincinnati on Tuesday. They are there. We'll go out live to Cincinnati, talk some pirate hoops later on in today's show with Jeff Charles. But got uh, Mike Schwartz video pretty soon. We'll be out at Clark LeClaire Stadium covering pirate baseball. Uh, you can watch the Brian Bailey show on YouTube and Facebook. So it's all there. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV and make sure you're following us on Facebook as well. We've been having some hearty discussions with you, the listeners and viewers. So jump in with your questions, comments on this Wednesday. We've got some guests on the way, including Scooter Scott Rogers, going to join us. He's got some ecu baseball to call coming up next month he's called some women's hoops here lately well more on women's hoops in just a moment but we'll talk to scott rogers get a, an early look at pirate baseball and uh talk you know all, pirate football he's there on uh the scores table for basketball games so we'll talk all things ecu athletics with scooter coming up at around 3 30 steven Igo will join us at four o'clock we'll give you the latest on the portal in the portal out when it comes to ecu football uh coaching news as well uh who will fill the shoes of coach steve ellis as he is gone to louisville we'll talk about that pirate hoops as well and the voice jeff charles will join us live from cincinnati as uh they're playing the waiting game right now got to cincinnati yesterday got a full day there today before they finally tip it off late tip off time tonight nine o'clock Pirates, um, Chandler, have you seen a line? Ooh, it's time to play Shirley's favorite game. Guess the line. And Ellerby, have you seen a line? Uh, I thought I saw we tweeted out the line earlier today. Okay, well, good. Well, the, you saw the line? Did you see the sign? I'm the one that tweeted out the line, so I know Dang the line. Dang it! You guys are too good. I need to be surrounded by people that aren't keeping up with what's going on with ECU Athletics. You let, should follow Pirate Radio on Twitter. Let me see if I can remember. Oh. Is it <laughs> 10? Do you think it is? I believe that's what I saw. I think you need to lose a half Nine point. and a half? Nine and a half. Oh, last I saw was 10. Shirley, it, Shirley didn't you tweet nine and a half? I tweeted nine and a half. Somebody bet on Cincinnati since we last spoke. Pirates 10-point dogs to the Bearcats tonight 
uh, as uh, nine and a half if you woke up early. Well, if, you, if you got it in early, uh, there is an interesting stat that went with that. I love interesting stats. Well, interesting. Good God, Almighty. Interesting stat to consider. Can you buy a vowel? Um, according to uh, SportsIllustrated.com, no team in the country has covered their betting lines more than ECU. Hmm. We are some covering fools. So what does that get us? us? Nothing. I don't know. Have you bet on any games? No. I'm then not. it gets you nothing. <laughs> and now I get nothing? Yeah, Hal, you are Joe from the Hardy Stick Burger Contest. Mm. You get nothing. Uh, when, but, when, in the, when in the wild world of sports would you ever feel confident just to go, bet, I'm going to bet on East Carolina basketball every night to win money. That's going to that's gonna be my strategy. That's what Mike Schwartz uh, has brought to this program, Ellery, covering basketball. Maybe it starts with there. It starts with covering and then, then sometimes winning, but covering didn't he say in his makes opening, you a winner. Didn't he say in his opening press conference as he was sitting in that hotel at the uh, Sweet 16, didn't he say, I'm going to make Pirate fans money? Yes, he said, uh, I can guarantee you this. You can drive up to Virginia. Bet on East Carolina every single game. Bet on us, and you will win. We won't win, but you will win. I've got it right here at 10. So it is at 10. Thank you. All right, uh, but who cares about that? Yeah. We got bigger fish to fry, bigger stories to discuss. Where's the fish and where's the fryer? And how about those freaking pirates? How about those freaking pirates? I'm talking about the ECU women's basketball team, Ellerby. Are they on fire? They are on fire. In Fuego. Who's that? Alicia Keys, Shirley? Yep. That girl was this on fire. women's team is on fire. 72-51 to 51 on the road. First time ever win at Temple. They only scored nine points in the fourth quarter. Wow. <laughs> they didn't need to score. They scored Three. 25 in the third quarter. Three straight AAC wins for the women's hoops. So a huge win today. And is it Danae Shirley McNeil? I believe it is. 28 points in the victory. Nine for nine from the line. We could use that kind of free throw shooting on the men's team. Uh, but man, uh, all of a sudden they're not just winning; they are winning on the road. I saw Igo tweet out earlier that they are now top 100 in the net rankings. Look out! So, look, I'm not telling you to get excited because the last thing you want to do is get excited about anything because it only leads to letdowns. Don't but get excited. I'm telling you to keep an eye out for this women's be basketball on team. the lookout. How would Clip Brock feel if the men's game went to quarters? like the women's game first of all i'm a pirate so no quarter but uh to but, answer your question so that would be an extra quarter for you um if it ain't broke you know why what, do that what, was the women's game broke no i, I don't know it's it, it, i don't want quarters in basketball i don't mind it but i don't want it does that make sense so, it would not keep me from going to games or watching games but my thing is, why why do it? Why do the women do it? I don't know. Why are you so combative? I don't know. It just it, it intrigued it intrigued me when you said they scored only nine in the fourth quarter. I was like, that is right. You know, I just I don't Shirley, think... do you know the reasoning why women's basketball went to quarters? No, I don't. It confused me because I was so used to the men's side, but I have no idea why they went to quarters. Would you, Shirley, would you like the men's game to go to quarters? No, because I feel like it extends the game a little bit. 
Well, it's funny because this says that it, this uh, change was made to help the speed of the game. Oh, never mind. That was something different. Women's basketball <laughs> moves to court. What are you Googling over there, Clip? That was, I guess, WNBA. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't know the reasoning why. And this is not a concern, LRB. I don't know why you have us on this topic right now. I just, all I wanted to say was the women won today. I just wanted your opinion. It was, it was a simple yes or no. I just, gave you my answer. Just like you asked me if I'm going to Minji's, and I tell you yes or no. I gave you my answer. That you said you don't like. You went into a whole Troy D. No quarter spiel and all this other stuff. All you had to say was yes or no. That is not true. I said no. I didn't want it. I, I, and I and, and then you kept talking about it. <laughs> all right. You trying to mully me here, Chandler, Chandler? Is that a yes or no for you on quarters for the men's game? No quarters. No quarters. And Shirley, that was a no quarters for you too. No quarters. Should we try to convert the women back to halves? Clip Brock. No. No retreat. Leave everything the way it is. No retreat. No, no changes. S- no surrender. No quarters. Some people don't adapt well to change. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what other folks are saying. I'm tired of hearing Ellerby talk. <laughs> Sorry to be here to bother you today. <laughs> Steve Hill says Clipper. Jonathan says Clip. Clipper. Love that lid. Thank you. Is that the avocado? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say thank you. You need to say that to the person who made the hat and the logo. Mm-hmm. Not me. We had this discussion, Ellerby. Is that avocado? Uh, yeah, luchador avocados. Ellerby, nice jacket. Thank you. No. no. Why are you no. saying thank you? Nope. You didn't make the jacket. Nope. Thank you for thinking of it. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to a previous discussion. Uh, Josh says pirate money line is a lock. Ugh. All right, Josh. Let's see what that is. Josh is not going to make it to the tip off if he's drinking this hard. <laughs> <laughs> ECU <laughs> is plus 385 tonight. Yeah. Clip, would you be moving a dollar bill on the Pirates plus 10 tonight? Or they make, Mike Schwartz has been known to make Pirates money. I don't mind plus 10. I don't think Cincinnati's that good. So Chandler, how are you feeling? Plus 10. I, I kind of like it. I mean, I, I think the, if the Pirates can, you know, actually play a second half unlike they did at, at Memphis, uh, I'm not saying the Pirates win tonight, but I think they can keep it within 10 points. What if the Pirates had two more quarters against Memphis? Would they? Do you think they would have won? Just, just no. throwing it out there. Ellerby's trolling today. I don't think so. All right. I'm seeing like 69-61 Bearcats. Right. Something like that. Uh, but Plus 10 pays. I think the Pirates can, uh, Plus 10 pays. can hang in there. Our guy Randolph checking us out. Says, hit those likes, people. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a sub. Uh, he says, dang, I think Georgia just scored again. <laughs> Hey, rolling. Did you watch the whole game Monday night? Uh, I stopped around the fourth, sometime in the fourth. Chandler, did you watch the whole game? Uh, no. Shirley, whole game? Wait, which game? Georgia, TCU. I no. Was, I was I, done I at think they were, It was before halftime. I think they were up 34-7 at that point, and I just said, okay, this game's over. It was 38-7 to at the halftime. Did you absolutely, I didn't even make it to halftime. Did y'all have any doubt? that no no let me ask you this then if tcu would have been up 38 to 7 mm. would you have given georgia a chance in the second half to come back and win i would have watched the second half thinking that there was a chance if they scored on the first position. i would have had more i would have had more faith in kirby smart going to the half down 
than Sonny Dykes. And, and what, what and, and percentage Justin. would you have given Georgia to come back and win down thirty-eight to seven? Because you gave TCU zero chance. Twenty percent. Two percent. Two percent. Twenty percent. You're saying one in five times that Georgia's down twenty-eight at halftime to TCU, they would come back. Yeah. All right. Uh, but we got Tyler says Chandler's taking ECU money line and Cincinnati minus the points to cover himself. Well, I'm going to say that's not a good strategy because that's just setting you up to lose twice. He's making fun of me from yesterday. I know. Okay. Yes, he is. Chandler, good money line win for Georgia. Yes, Let me sir. guess. Uh, Chandler's hot gambling picks this week are going to be Bills money line against the Dolphins and 49ers money line against Seattle. It'll be like $500 to win five. Hey, you know what that makes you, Chandler? <laughs> $5 richer. A winner. <laughs> yeah, I am a winner. You know what? Big time winner. All right, so bottom line, congrats, Kim McNeil, EC Women's Basketball. Back on the road Saturday at SMU, and then they'll be at home next Wednesday, 6 o'clock for Cincinnati. So uh, 12 and 5, 3 and 1 in league play. Getting it done. Four quarters a game. That's right. Well done uh, to them. We'll see if the men can win tonight. We'll talk about it later with the voice, Jeff Charles. All right. Uh, have we gone two straight days with no pirates entering the portal? Mm. I haven't seen anything. No one's no one's gotten. Maybe the, uh, the portal train hadn't come to Greenville last couple of days yeah that's uh i guess good news the portal train came to greenville got avery jones took him to illinois <laughs> and then picked him up again and then took him to auburn it's kind of a, a, a weird route to go you know but uh i was just really shocked at uh the illini coach and yeah his, and his reaction brett bielema yeah here's a guy that coached like five was... five or six years in the sec at arkansas mm-hmm. did he not think auburn had like some tricks up their sleeve I just, I just, I just felt like his his tweets were just a little outlandish and shocking to think. That. Well, the one that was shocking to me was where he just said "loss," as in you think us losing Avery Jones is a loss. I, is he saying like this guy stinks? I don't know. It's 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 bizarro world. Like I, I don't I don't get it at all. I, I thought that his whole public reaction to it was was total him even like a i don't know if it was a current player or a former player of his was like coach you gotta you gotta delete this this looks bad this too i mean that he was way he's already he's got to own it now i mean there's so many screenshots of it he could not delete it but it's just but he was all he was all happy when he got him but some fans were like that's right coach you tell him like oh yeah i saw that too yeah some people get on board with it i just i found it very strange it makes him look bad for bringing in and recruiting this guy and being happy committed and then being like yeah we didn't want him he sucked i think the one thing that i don't know if people understand with this whole transfer portal and if they're mad at the players for what they're doing or if they feel like the players are being ridiculous or if have they not followed college sports the last two decades where universities have been changing conferences left and right coaches have been changing jobs left and right and now all we've done is just add the players into the mix. Yep. And it's just all of a sudden, I don't know if some people just seem to have some more animosity towards players when they definitely when they leave. It I think just, some of it's jealousy. I mean, I've even seen it written out in plain English on message boards that uh, people don't like 
the uh some of the kids get making more money than they do as fans well and, and I, I just think which there, how many what percentage of players are making more money than the average fan i would say a very very low number i would hope so yeah you know i, I would think there's a, a small percentage of people but have people just gotten so accustomed to colleges and coaches changing so yeah. much that they just need to they need to get through this through this system that hey look your, your roster is going to turn over more than you yeah want, more mean, than you want it to i've accepted it for what it is and it's going to take a while for people to do that but so i understand it because again it was i keep saying that we had not a lot of change at all in college football college athletics and then like two decades worth of change in one year like all at once like it was just boom okay you can do anything you want and so the, the reality is is coaches at illinois and auburn and other power five schools are like wow i can go get a shovel readied player that has a year or two years left to play offensive line or defensive back or whatever and not have to worry i can i'll develop you know my incoming freshman but uh, I'll, I'll just use fifty percent of my players on on the portal and try to, because it is about it's all about winning now. Yeah. Well, also too this as far as transfers, coaches. I, when people say like, "Well, he's not a true pirate," well, no crap, he didn't grow up wanting to, you know, liking ECU. This this kid grew up playing football somewhere in South Carolina or Georgia or Florida. Didn't know what the hell East Carolina was. He was good at sports. ECU wanted him on his football team, so he comes and plays for East Carolina. It doesn't mean he, if you cut his arm, he bleeds purple. He's like a hired gun almost. And these coaches, too. You know, Mike Houston, his dream job wasn't to coach at East Carolina. Mike Houston's already been at what? Now his fourth stop or whatever? It's in his last stop. I think we just got to stop, like, acting like these are our family i mean we we branded these people we root for them but they're not here forever they're not gonna be with the better test to be to go out to dowdy ficklin stadium the first home game and offer fans thirty thousand dollars in season tickets to auburn if they would go down there (laughs) 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 so would you would would you like your same seats on the 30 yard line and thirty thousand dollars to go to auburn for the rest of the season yeah Uh, well and and fans have (laughs) way more years and dollars and everything invested in it than these players do okay so we go to campus and we offer the communication student hey oh yeah would would you like to get your degree at auburn sure instead of east carolina your your senior year and And people that act like they wouldn't are lying right so, to themselves absolutely i agree i mean there it, it's 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 bizarro and and debating how it is it's just it's the wild wild west and how do people you know it what's bizarre to me is that avery jones did commit and did a big social media post about going well, to illinois which is which every which i don't follow but then it's like a month later it's like whoo got a better offer how long does he have before he i guess like once school starts he has to be enrolled at university. Right. He can't like once he takes a class at Auburn, he's he's really committed at that point. Yeah. So all of this happened kind of in between semesters or whatever. The commit to Illinois, decommit, commit to Auburn, right? So are you so at this point are you telling your guys in the portal like, hey, well, let's not do the Twitter thing till you go to class <laughs> you can tell them that but everybody is going to tweet their graphic uh the new fad is declaring for the nfl draft like when you don't have any eligibility left 
do you have to declare LRB? Like, I think you may have to do paperwork. So maybe that's why you and I haven't been drafted. That's one reason. That we're not in the draft. We haven't done the paperwork. Yep. Correct. Add that to the list. I mean, Chandler actually played high level North Carolina high school football. I declare, but they sent the letter back. Unlike Geno Smith, they wrote back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we get to see all these uh, cool graphic posts about declaring for the draft. I think it's and just the, with that being said, like that's the cool thing now. Well, true. and it gets attention and likes and retweets and people pat you on the back and what else i think it also there's throws some confusion to a lot of people being like what the heck's he going to the draft for you know i think it's like oh well he he's played five years now there are so many uninformed people and it's hilarious to read their reaction what is going on is is mike houston what's the problem with coach houston with all these players leaving at least we got we, i don't know why all these players didn't get drafted we had 20 declare for the draft you know yeah i mean everybody lives in a three second scroll on their phone <laughs> and then they scroll back and they'll be like such and such is going to the nfl draft what who is this guy i remember hearing his name yeah uh random question for adam not real random if you listen to this show every day but we love references around here adam says can chandler impersonate fred mcgriff <laughs> well i don't know does fred mcgriff talk is he, he was like one he, of the is quietest he black or white he is a uh, an african-american now he was about, one of the quietest players of all time he didn't say much about other than the tom amansky videos i think him and sid bream i don't think i ever heard them talk they might be mute I mean, about three months ago, I prop my impersonation of him would have been, hi, I'm Fred McGriff, and I'm a white man. Yeah. Uh, it took Chandler 24 years yes. on this earth to realize Fred McGriff God, was not a white that man. That is a shame. I know. The crime dog. That hurt hurt my feelings. It really hurts mine. Uh, speaking of hurt feelings, Michael Winstead says uh, Brett Bielema's feelings was hurt so bad. Coach is butt hurt. Dude makes $6 million at uh, Illinois. If he really wanted Avery Jones, why didn't he just pull some out of his own pocket? Because he didn't want him because he stinks. Not a big loss. Not a big loss. Or loss, question mark. Everybody loss? Everybody does that, though. It's kind of like when Chandler's gone on Fridays. Loss? Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Redbeard, big pirate fan. Yeah. Big pirate radio guy said he'd take the money, no questions asked. Would Redbeard switch to a different color beard for the money? Would Redbeard stop listening and interacting with this show altogether and and join another show for a, a price? The answer is absolutely yes, he would, and I don't blame him. How much for Redbeard to reveal his identity and change to his That's real, a good question. What's, what's that NIL agreement to do a meet and greet with Redbeard in public? In public. First of all, nobody would be interested. But secondly, <laughs> Redbeard, name your price. How yeah. much uh, to reveal your identity? Everybody's got a price. My dad and I were talking, that's right, Ted DiBiase, um, about message boards. Like, First of all, I guess you can't make anybody give their real name and identity or whatever. But like, what would? How much of the stupid talk and the fighting and the criticizing 
would cease if everybody had to put their real name and information on what, every post what percentage of people would quit doing it yeah a large percent i would say would you say i would say there's still 30 to 40 percent that don't care that they i mean because there's there's a good amount of people that argue on facebook and twitter with their real name true yeah so i just think message boards are just more old school of you know i don't know the cool thing and the crazy thing about message boards is you really because you don't know anyone's identity and you really don't know how old anyone is yeah unless they start referencing yeah so they're like who are your favorite pirates and they say anthony collins pat dies the greatest coach of all time (laughs) yeah you started to get some hints you're like excuse me or Or are they just messing with you there's somebody like who's the best pirate you've ever seen and they say keaton mitchell you're like huh all right, maybe a younger guy. Here. Yeah, or is Fred McGriff a white guy? <laughs> <laughs> that just shows your then, then you really IQ. Know, then you really know the IQ and age of the person. Sports guy, Chan man. Mm-hmm. All right, Ellerby. I think we accomplished a lot today. Yep. Anything else going on? Uh, we gave no quarter. We talked nil. Who's uh, uh, Hunter rooting for in the playoffs? Uh, you know, he's a Raiders fan. So, let me ask this question who is hunter rooting for in the playoffs so i'm not really why is he a raiders fan he just man he adopted the rate i think maybe when zay jones went there they are cool as far as colors logo he's got a Devonte adams and a zay jones raiders jersey oh wow so he uh Devonte adams was a christmas gift he got from his grandmother this year nice and he loved um zay jones yeah. when he was here and got that jersey so early. does he jump on the jags maybe so i mean i could see that uh i know you guys during college football season during the week y'all used to pick an underdog to win y'all should do that this week not a bad idea who's your favorite underdog of the week one in the nfc one in the afc as i look at it at this moment huh i'm gonna tell you my underdog in the in the afc would be the jaguars i i thought that line was a pick them but it is uh charges by two yep so my answer would be Jags and the AFC. And then that one right there, the Bucks plus the points at home as well. Yeah, I guess if I had to pick one. Um, there are a lot of people on the Giants and the Bucks, both as dogs. I think people just don't believe in, in the Vikings kind of fool's goal. 13-4, and four, but they have a negative point differential this year. I don't believe in the Vikings, but I believe less in the Giants. Yeah. I saw that one, too. So it's just, uh, I, I think the Vikings get it done. That, that because they've been doubted so much, I, th- I think they get it done. All right. Uh, well, we'll have the playoff games for you right here on Pirate Radio this weekend. Fun listen. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Love the setup. So you got two Saturday, three Sunday, one on Monday. I kind of wish it was three and three. Ah, uh, yeah. I could go without the Monday night, but I'm I'm not gonna hate it. If it was the Commanders and Panthers, you would wouldn't care when it was. Why do you keep bringing that up? I just think it'd be just a fun watch along with. It would be, but but it's not. Happening. It's not reality. I, there's a lot of things I can think of that would be fun that will never happen. <laughs> like men's basketball going to quarters <laughs> yeah that'd be a blast how about LRB? um i've been around long enough now to see two generations of turners get fired hired and fired from washington norv turner and now his son scott turner wow you know what that makes you yeah old i can't wait to see his grandson get the axe in 25 years norv's grandson do you think uh is there any chance you could hate the next owner any as much as you do the, the current one that's gonna be tough 
that uh how much time do you think it would take for you to really just not like the new person i mean this new guy gets uh or gal uh the new person supposed to be like jay-z and matthew mcconaughey and somebody else with big money oh the bezos from amazon i thought i saw that that was like the trio i mean i'll take it would you start ordering washington stuff on amazon like crazy until (laughs) they hit the tank and can't win anymore the new owner or ownership group will get at least a decade grace period before i hate a decade half a decade if the new ownership group give them five years and then you'll hit the portal right now i've got so much hatred towards ron rivera and carson wentz that i don't have much uh, to spread around right now so that's where my hate's going ellerby good to see you see you next week we will talk to scott rogers scooter will join us in the pirate radio studios when we return on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live we'll talk pirate hoops and uh maybe dive into a little baseball with scooter that's on the way more to go prl on a wednesday back with you after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials, and they have an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own clip rock aj says live music every friday and saturday with no cover and brunch every sunday make today an aj's day now let's head back into prl here's clip all right uh finally a wednesday night with no men's home basketball so we'll have our normal eight o'clock start time for sports trivia at aj's and tonight all nfl playoff questions so going to be uh fun we will watch east carolina and cincinnati coming up at nine o'clock that one is on the u coming up tonight pirates 10 point dogs on the road at cincinnati we'll preview that one with the voice jeff charles later on in the show uh steven igo will join us to talk hoops and uh, we'll talk a little hoops now and more with scott rogers aka scooter aka danny boy scott how you doing don't ever call me that again <laughs> i'm doing good though Cliff. you're the man of many names including one i was unfamiliar with that's uh, my government name that will not be spoken of i apologize <laughs> we will strike that from the record we'll beat that every time i say it from now on um but you posted uh something online was it your graduation yeah so yep. i'll be uh graduate i'll be walking in the uh in may of uh this year which again you're like a grown man who's not a grown man you've done so many things you've been out there uh you know voice of of vcu baseball so i i look at you older than you actually are but you're still a young man in this world yes i am 22 years old that is nuts your resume is insane for a 22 year old it's uh i'll say it's a blessing to be able to do as many things as i have but uh you should retire by the age 26 (laughs) as much as you've worked i I don't think i'll make enough money by then to be able to do that not as much as chandler honeycutt i don't think yeah that dude is rolling in it 
That, that's setting the bar way too high there, buddy. You ask, how does he get so many days off like during football season, during big events? Because he's got all that money, man. I got all the money in the world. And, I mean, I just you got to put the work in. That's all that you got to do. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. A lesson for the kids out there. Scooter, uh, you have been up to quite a bit, as always, uh, including calling uh, some women's games this year. We were talking about that before we came on. Uh, another solid win for Kim McNeil's team today on the road at Temple, a blowout victory. And all of a sudden, 3-1 and one in uh, conference play, winning road games and uh, playing very well this basketball season. They are. And, uh, you know, with that win today, I believe puts them in sole possession of second place in the American with a three-way tie for first place right now. And, you know, it, it says something because this team was picked to finish dead last in the American this year, and they are far from being the worst team in the American Conference this year. But, you know, kudos to Kim McNeil and her staff for doing such a great job and building this program for so many years. And and they're not done either. You know, we were doing broadcasting the game this past Sunday against Tulane, and you looked out there in the fourth quarter and in the, you know, most important part of that game and they had three freshmen on the floor and all three freshmen come actually contributing to this team in big ways and so you look out there and you see that and you think well you know next year what could this team could be and with what she's got coming in next year as well I believe she's got another four-star recruit coming in next season as well and so could be uh some pretty big shoes to fill for east carolina women's basketball coming up and it's gonna be exciting to watch uh next wednesday they are home they're back on the road this weekend but next wednesday six o'clock before sports trivia maybe uh clip rock shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt head out to mingy's and watch this team play they deserve a crowd so uh congratulations kim mcneil uh and the uh, women's basketball team 72 51 winners today over temple mike schwartz's team uh scooter and you get a first-hand look at this team there at the scorers table so you've seen a lot of pirate basketball up close this year and boy the home games have been frustrating they have been um and you know really i think the biggest thing has been the free throws that has come back to bite that team especially in those home games because you look and you know if they make you know 10 more free throws combined in both of those games they could easily have two wins right now but you know they're they're obviously still building and i think this team is in a better spot than anybody thought they would be at this point right now and so i think that's a big testament to coach schwartz and his staff and you know like you said me sitting at the scores table we get you know right up there close and personal with the coaches Mike Schwartz is absolutely awesome to watch when he coaches. He coaches with more energy than I have ever seen at that scores table, and it is fun to watch. And I heard Jeff Charles reference this on a post-game interview, and I've seen it up close and personal too. The he like every shot that goes up, he is involved in. He, oh, yeah. He's got the leg in the air. He leans. He, he's like I do that as a fan. He's doing it as a coach, and uh, it's not working on free throws, I guess. But he is in every single minute, every second of every play. Absolutely, and you know, I think that's what makes him such a, a good coach and relating to these players. Um, you know, I, I, it's fun. Like I said, it's very fun to watch him. And one thing I love looking at his kind of area of the scores table at the end of the bench. If you look on the top of the scores table, there's about ten packs of gum <laughs> right by where he coaches. And I think that is one of the most interesting things I've seen with that staff so far. But uh, I'm very excited to see what they can do against Cincinnati tonight. They've obviously played well enough to win every conference game this year other than that second half against Memphis and so I think every game if they keep playing this way should be a toss up we need some kind of new 
i don't know format strategy rules when it comes to players checking in because last home game when brandon johnson's walking to the scores table and a pirate throws him the ball and he's standing out of bounds because he's not in the game yet <laughs> we got to avoid those yes that uh that was frustrating also i think brian weingart's told me is it Luigi, who is a very aggressive checker into the scores table i did see the um the possession arrow hit the ground last home game was that Luigi? it was yeah he, uh, he's wanted right now for assault on a <laughs> possession arrow but uh he is a giant hand yes he uh he is very aggressive when it comes to checking into a basketball he's game. excited man oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> especially with his role this year he goes in for four minutes bust his tail you know it's, everybody wants you know go 100 percent every play honestly if you did that you'd wear yourself out in two minutes well Luigi plays about in two minute bursts so he literally goes 100 mm-hmm. percent the entire time he's out there it's fun to watch yeah, it is and you know i think that's you know such a big part of his game is playing so hard and, he, and like you said he goes out there and he goes 100 percent every time he gets in the game and it's it's so much fun to watch his energy on the floor Sky Rogers joining us. Uh, Shirley, can you hang out one more second? Absolutely. Let's take a break, come back. How about uh, an early look at Pirate Baseball? Let's do it. All right, we'll dive into that. Talk about some, uh, some new names and some returners we're excited about for the upcoming 2023 season. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back hemp garden is your premium cbd retailer in eastern north carolina find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation, and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Coming up on Friday's show, we got a guest coming up. I'm not going to tell you his name, but I'll tell you a couple of his responses last night via text and see if Chandler can guess who it is. One of his responses was, most definitely my guy. His other response, another one was, I'll let you know, my guy. Can you name that Friday guest? It's got to be the one and only and my guy, Rajay Harris. So it's not Raji, Raja, or Raja. It's Rajay. It's Rajay. All right, it's my Rajay. guy. We will talk to my guy coming up on Friday as the 49ers get ready to take on the Seahawks. My guy. We'll uh, have his uh, 49ers path to a Super Bowl, and more importantly, we'll talk about his recovery and uh, healing up after that injury. And all I've got right now is the positive video that Troy D got down at the Birmingham Bowl where Rajay was walking very well. Had a nice stride going to him. So that was uh, pleasant to see, but we'll get an update from the Pirate running back coming up on Friday on uh, how he's doing. 
and looking forward to talking to him always uh has a smile on his face and it's fun to talk to uh good football season scooter ending with a birmingham bowl victory were you at the game i was not i did not make the trip to birmingham i just assume you're everywhere <laughs> i had, at I had all thought times. about it i just couldn't couldn't quite work it out schedule wise this year because we had that men's basketball game the night after i believe against temple or yeah right yep. um and so just scheduling wise it didn't work out but i was i wanted to go really badly and i wish i kind of would have with the result we have but it was obviously a great victory and uh i will be in ann arbor to start the year next there year. you go already uh, got already got got an Air, airbnb booked about 300 yards from michigan stadium already when did you book that may i ask about a month ago okay yeah. all right i know i've talked to a lot of folks that are heading there and good thing it does seat all those people because there's going to be a, at least a patch of purple in absolutely that stadium. that's gonna that's gonna be awesome all right uh scooter we got baseball on the horizon east carolina baseball uh beginning in february and coming off a tremendous year hosting the super regional just indescribable atmosphere at clark leclerc stadium and uh they like this football team lost quite a bit but every year uh cliff godwin able to restock uh the roster so let's start with uh with new faces scooter and, and what you've seen this off season and your crystal ball your best guesses on impact guys in year one who are some newcomers that you think fans will be excited to see this year i think uh you know obviously i think the big question right now is who's going to be at shortstop for this team and so there's two newcomers coming in there with you had or actually three i should say and nathan chrisman who's a freshman out of china grove you got connor rasmussen who's a freshman from fort mill south carolina and the transfer from uncw and cam murphy and so it sounds like one of those three will probably be the shortstop to start the year and so i think one of those three will be a big impact to this team and another player that i'm looking forward to to see what kind of role he has with this team is going to be dixon williams the freshman from dh conley and he had such a great career for the vikings and it'll be interesting to see how he transitions that to the d1 level but i think all four of those are really going to be fun to watch this year especially in the infield when you say dixon williams what kind of role a it's well as a, a freshman will he play at all will will he have a role that way but also he's very versatile right like you could see him do a lot of different things on the field absolutely he was a good infielder at conley he mainly played second base for the vikings and he was a really good hitter except when he played the rose rampants i had to throw that in there Mm. but uh (laughs) um but yeah a great all-around player is dixon williams you know he was very close to getting drafted coming out of conley this past year and so i think he could be an impact player down the road for the pirates who is the who's the face of this team scooter is it j jc is it i mean who amac who's the who's the guy i don't know if there really is going to be a guy this year which i think could be is really a good thing um you know with older guys you know you look at garrett sailor that's still here you still got carter spivey so i think those could be your faces and then you know position player wise like you said jenkins cowart you know you still got lane hoover you still got amac and so i think either one of those guys could be your quote-unquote face with this team and man as many guys that leave the program with bryson world who had a great career zach agnos um 
CJ Mayhew, you know, you, veterans. You just listed guys that have been around here a long time. Right. So that is great to add uh, the old vets with the new talent coming in. And again, uh, another big thing with this Pirate program is stability, and not just the head coach Cliff Godwin, but Jeff Palumbo still around. You know, Austin Knight year two. So you keep that coaching continuity. That, that's absolutely huge. You're right, and you know, I think that could even be a bigger possibility. I saw Kendall Rogers tweet about an hour ago that the uh volunteer role is going to be gone starting july 1st of 23 according Hmm. he's gotten that news somehow and so if you could bring on that third paid assistant you know it's obviously going to help college baseball and softball tremendously scooter let's uh talk about what people want to uh to hear and that's a rotation Give us Scooter's weekend rotation. My weekend rotation. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think definitely you could, you're going to see Carter Spivey in there. I think you're definitely going to see Garrett Saylor in there at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, I think Merritt Beaker is going to be a possibility in there. I think Jake Hunter could be as well. And then yeah. we saw uh, freshman Zach Root pitch a lot during the fall. And so I think maybe you could possibly see something like that because we saw Jake Hunter last year start the rotation in as a freshman. And so maybe you could see that possibility again with Zach Root. And just because we see some in February doesn't mean we're we're going to see it in you know april may Ryder giles a great example of sure <laughs> yeah giles i mean sailor went from what a starter to like big bullpen guy Jake Hunter, yeah. kind of the same way and then we see bullpen guys come in and be starters or mm-hmm. sometimes shortstops right. uh come in and be starters so Two shortstops at that with giles and Agnes. <laughs> and and that is no accident uh cliff godwin loves to recruit a multi-sport athletes mm-hmm. but guys that can go two ways can do a lot of different things absolutely you know that's why you know i'm such a big preacher being involved with greenville little league saying you know play multiple sports do not specialize in anything especially at a young age and you know when you're playing football in the fall and then basketball in the winter baseball in the spring all of those sports combined are going to help you so much more down the road, especially if you are talented enough to go play collegiately and professionally at that level. Tim on Facebook says, Clip, y'all need to sign Scooter up to the Pirate Radio Live staff. Uh, well, oh, Tim, boy. he's got like 14 jobs already. Uh, he would be a fantastic addition. Speaking of versatility, Scooter, one of the more versatile guys around here, I just don't know if there's enough time in the day. I don't know if we can pay him enough. I don't know. I will need a full-time job after graduation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't rule it out. Don't rule that out quite yet. Maybe uh, I could be Chandler's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a tough job. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that last week. I, I needed an assistant. And he's more of a handler. Chandler's handler. Yeah. Why don't you get Ellerby back here and let's talk to Dill real quick. <laughs> let me see your resume first. Well, actually, I already know your resume. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive At, at the stuff. age of 22. Yeah, you're going to have an, uh, an upper hand on uh, on other potential employees, that's for sure. How about uh, you doing anything over at Rose, PA? Uh, not this year, just with everything with ECU basketball. It's just a little bit too busy. But, uh, you know, speaking of the Rampants, a big birthday coming up on oh, that's I, right. was go- I was going to mention that marvin jarman turns 76 on friday wow how are we celebrating that uh from 1 30 to i believe three o'clock at elm street park we're gonna have a little birthday party for him so come on by and get your piece of cake say hello to marvin i uh i was going to look at your uh twitter feed because you tweeted something about that but i typed in marvin jarman and i don't think i'm going to find his twitter feed am I? that would be an interesting twitter account if he's got one didn't he have a milestone attendance he, record uh, this year too? he uh had coached his 1300 straight basketball game <laughs> that is amazing uh there it is yeah come join us this friday elm street park to celebrate 
the birthday so uh scooter this is from brian weingartz uh says elm street park friday january 13th uh, between 1 30 and 3 o'clock and wish the legend a happy birthday cool stuff man absolutely and he's got a basketball game right after that they play havelock here in greenville that night and he's not going to stick around at his own party and miss the game right absolutely not no way no not a chance all right what's on uh, your horizon you got uh pirate baseball obviously coming up next month uh calling a few women's games yep uh, we'll basketball have, we'll have three more women's broadcasts uh coming up through the season uh and then it'll be east carolina baseball after that and then another big thing community wise coming up i believe next is next thursday uh the pit greenville hot stove league banquet at east carolina will take place in the murphy center we have uh uh mike schilt as the guest speaker for oh wow coming in this year so that'll be a fun this year yeah one of the oddest coach firings uh in the last 10 years in any sport and yep. is he with the team right now he is i believe his title is special advisor to the gm with the padres okay and i mean he'll have a baseball job as long as he wants one Absolutely. a very successful manager and it just seemed like maybe a clash of opinions or ideas in st louis it was a weird deal it was maybe he'll talk about it next week yeah for him and uh him and brian bailey instead of doing like a traditional guest speakers kind of speech him and brian bailey are going to be sitting on two bar stools and kind of doing a conversation nice. thing back and forth so it's gonna be really cool awesome good stuff hey scooter thanks for hanging out man look forward to uh talking to you more this baseball season absolutely all right scott rogers joining us inside the pirate radio studios we'll take a break come back steve and i go set to join us in our number two and more of your comments if you have questions uh for i go regarding recruiting or otherwise you can bring those in uh jack says can chandler impersonate the man who's the man scott rogers i am not the man do, do a scooter impression i don't have one all right well you need to get that well actually don't because everybody you impersonate leaves yeah or something happens to so don't don't do a scott rogers My impersonating story. days might be over because I don't, I hate ruining people's lives. Well, I'm not ruining people's lives. <laughs> Please don't ruin my life. Because Steve Ellis did get another job. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't want to. Now, there is a play-by-play guy that I impersonate, and he got into some trouble. Yeah. So I don't want to do it to another play-by-play guy. Yeah, good point. Scooter's off limits. All right, back with more Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Shirley, can you give me that stat to consider, please? The stat to consider worst point differential by division champion in nfl history 2010 seattle seahawks 
negative 97. Stephen Igo, what do you remember about the 2011 Broncos that had a minus 81 point differential? That had to be the Tim Tebow year, right? I, I just remember so. that it was the single worst offensive football team outside of the 2022 Denver Broncos <laughs> that I've ever seen. Uh, but it was one of the more exciting years of my football fandom ever as Tim Tebow would have the ball with a chance to win the game. It's like 12 to 7. Yep. Like the most random scores ever. And he usually would make one big throw, one big run, and somehow lead Denver to a victory. Tebow time on red zone. What a uh, what a memory. Uh, 2016, the Texans were minus 47. And this year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, negative 45-point differential, uh, will host a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I saw this. I've got a playoff sleeper. Ooh. By the way, uh, we can get into it if we're going to talk. Let's do, go ahead and do it now. Right. You want me to talk about them, or do you want? Well, to first of all, what I mean, there's only a few teams in the playoffs. <clears throat> when you say sleeper, you mean to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, like going all like the a, way. Yes. That a team that everybody's hating on, that I kind of like to make a a run. It's not Dallas, is it? No, no. Okay, who is it? The Minnesota Vikings. I think there's so much negativity about oh they suck, they're fraud. Speaking of point differential, 13-4, and four, and they have a negative point yeah. differential. I mean, they just got killed in a couple of those games late in the season and underperformed down the stretch. But I just feel like this might be Minnesota's year. Nobody's really talking about them. When they have played well, they've played really well. I think they're going to be jacked up for this, this first-round game at home. It's always a tough place to play. They're playing the Giants. I, I love their line this week. Three? Like, that is yeah. a lot of disrespect for a home playoff team against the freaking Giants. Yeah. I mean, I just – I think if they can find a way to win this game, I like it. And Kirk Cousins is terrible in primetime. If he does get to the Super Bowl, that would be the primetime of all primetime. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that for me, like, the, the opening game of the playoffs, like, they should beat the Giants, but, like, they've been playing bad – there's going to be pressure on them to win. If they can get past this game, then the pressure's off. Then nobody will expect them to win on the road in the second round. Or I, The seating now messes me up. So who would they play? I think they'd be at San Fran, right? Yeah, which is a winnable game with whoever playing quarterback. San Fran is a machine, buddy. They are, but just saying. All right. Uh, the I can Vikings. easily see the Vikings I go that sleeper. Game. Eagles losing their first uh, game of the playoffs after a bye, and then Minnesota hosting the NFC Championship. At that point, playing like Dallas, Dallas or, or Tampa or whoever. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I go. Uh, man, it's a lot of you're searching for content, and you find great ways to regurgitate East Carolina content in uh, in many different ways, <laughs> and you're just regurgitating it over and over again. Um, <laughs> predictions prognostications always fun we do them they're kind of meaningless but it's good for people to see it's good for p pe- it's good for discussion yeah but this might be the dumbest thing i've ever seen i was wondering why you have mlb twitter up and now i am intrigued because the uh mlb has broke out their crystal ball i go they have predicted the world series not for next year for the next 10 years 
Yeah, like MLB.com has done this? Yes. Would you like to see the next 10 World Series yeah, matchups? Absolutely. Coming up next year, the Dodgers are going to beat the Blue Jays. All right. After that, Mets over the Orioles in 2024. Giants beat the Yankees in 2025. 2026, the Seattle Mariners win the World Series over the Cardinals. Uh, who's who's <laughs> who's writing this? Who's in charge of this? I don't know. Like I know, like MLB, like Rob Manfred's not up there, like writing this out. This has to be a social media project. They're like, all right, it's January 10th, and the fact that they picked ten different teams to win it is just like a total social media play. Hey, let's pick. 10 different teams to win the next 10 World Series just so we can get as many retweets and likes as possible. Who are excited fan bases right now that we can get behind? Let's go like Mariners and yeah. Orioles. They're Mariners, kind of excited. Or- they got the Tigers in there, the yeah. Angels, like the in, uh, the Guardians. Like, no chance all those teams are going to win a World Series. The Braves are only going to make one in the next 10 years, and they're going to lose to the wow. Tigers in 2029. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one, man. Ronald Acuna's final game in Atlanta. Like... <laughs> <laughs> The Brewers and Red Sox, 2031. Like, what a... This is just dumb. What a waste of digital space. But, hey. Hey, we're talking about MLB in January when we 100% would not be. But now I want to do this, like, with ECU. Right. And I want to predict, like, ECU's leading rusher the next 10 years. And by the time we get to 2027, (laughs) I'm just naming, like, David Gardner. Mm -hmm. Like, just making up names. (laughs) <laughs> it would be fun to try to predict like who the coach is going to be in like 2031 right damon magazine head football coach of east joe Carolina. sloan joe sloan <laughs> like, uh that we need to do why just predict every basketball game like we did when we can predict the whole decade of stuff so we need to broaden our horizons when it comes to predictions all right anyway i go um man i saw a tweet earlier today from Stephen Igo that got my attention. It said a dominant third quarter lifts ECU over Temple on the road, seventy-two to fifty-one. Kim McNeil's team is now twelve and five. That's good. Three and one in conference. That's really good. And is knocking on the top one hundred of the net rankings. How close are we knocking? Because I mistakenly said earlier we were in the top one hundred because <laughs> I did not read your tweet close enough. That doesn't sound like something you would do. Um, they entered today, I believe, at 109. Wow, okay. Maybe 112. Either way, Temple was, I think, 101. I may be slightly off on the numbers, but I remember checking it. And to win that game on the road will almost assuredly bump them past Temple. Yeah. And if you look at the American, the majority of the league is in the top 100, but not in the top like 60 basically where you're in like at large range but let's say the women go on a run where they win like five six you know six out of seven seven out of eight they could theoretically maybe be in the discussion for at least an nit maybe ncaa berth i mean we'll see how it transpires The, the, the best team in the league is south florida uh you know with uconn gone obviously a couple years ago usf has been kind of a borderline top 25 team under their current regime for a while now and that'll be a challenging game i think ecu and usf may only play once this year but that'll be a big game and this you know they had never won at temple before in women's basketball and they really dominated that game i mean amaya joiner's coming to her own but the name is playing well um they have some young talent that is really impressive like their young pieces look probably like the most talented players on the team outside of mcneil so 
you have to like what Kim McNeil's done. She's recruited well. Uh, they have another top 100 player coming in next year. They've signed back-to-back top 100 players in the in the country and back-to-back recruiting classes. So, you know, finally now, I think year four for Kim McNeil starting to show those wins. In, right, at, that's uh, what hasn't been here, yeah, the wins. They haven't had the wins. They've, you know, they've always played hard. They've always played that style, kind of rugged defensive, get a bunch of steals. But now that they're getting some wins, you finally have those tangible results along with the recruiting to where you can start to sustain and build momentum. Stephen, I go hoist the colors, uh, ECU women's hoops analyst. Yeah, man. Hey, if the Pirates win in any sport, I will, uh, I will talk about it. Yeah. I'll analyze it. I was close to going to a a women's uh, soccer match last year. I think okay, that now you sound like Troy D. You were close to going to a match, like yeah. If they would have beat William and Mary in that Sunday game, I was going to show up to cover the next game, but they lost. <laughs> they were getting top twenty-five votes. I yeah, said if yeah, they would have made the top twenty-five, I would have been there to cover it and write a story. Man, so close to getting that sweet, sweet HTC bump. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I was I was excited. I watched some of that game, and I was disappointed when they lost. I think they lost one to nothing. Isn't it great to be disappointed by a loss instead of just let it roll? You know, yeah. I mean, I made it appointment viewing today. I was like, man, I kind of like this twelve noon tip off time for women's basketball. Like, I can kind of get some work done with the game on in the background. And I found myself, I found myself struggling to write because I was enthralled by the game. <laughs> okay, are you? I'm serious. That's I was great, the game. man. Good. I was like, this is fun, man. This team is playing hard. They're Good to hear. All right. They were playing hard and, and doing a lot of quality <clears throat> stuff. Back to uh, I go sleeper pick in the Super Bowl, Minnesota Vikings. Eric says Vikings are good, but Cousins sucks. One of the all-time la- <laughs> laziest things we say as sports fans, fill in the blank sucks. You're right. But we say it. That's how we talk. Um, does Kirk Cousins suck? No. It depends on your... There's a lot of crappy, sucky... Yeah, it depends on your, like, suck perspective. Are we talking about quarterbacks in the playoffs? Are we talking about quarterbacks overall? Are we talking about every human male on earth? I would say Kirk Cousins in the upper (laughs) tier of quarterbacks. Like, compared to me, you, Chandler? Yeah, definitely a much better quarterback than us. Better than us? Uh, Is he better than... You know what we should do, I go? Let's rank the playoff quarterbacks oh, real quick. God. I feel like we're on first take or something. <laughs> uh, but you didn't let me finish. We're going to rank them for the next 10 years. Oh, okay. Now now I'm on board. <laughs> so I've got C.J. Stroud, number one. Um, so it's going to be tough to do. I feel like we need to, I know. to gather ourselves over a break and then do that. Very good idea. And I promise we will talk ECU hoops uh cincinnati and also catch up on what's going on with pirate football portal coach all that let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live steve and i go on a wednesday back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They are open every day and have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Stephen Igo was right. We did need a break to rank our quarterbacks in the playoffs. and We need two breaks, apparently. We should have done it live on the air just to show you how dumb we are. Um, basically, we went and I had ranked all of them, and then the, I was missing one and said, who am I missing? And went through it, and Igo said, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, we forgot about the, uh, the greatest. The greatest of all time um so very quickly i go our rankings go like this one we both have mahomes two we have allen three i'm staying with joe burrow you're going brady three <clears throat> no i'm going burrow three all right i'm going brady four four i'm going with justin herbert you're going with brady yep four. i got brady way down five hertz six Cousins, Kirk Cousins out of Tom Brady. Yes, seven Dak, eight Brady, nine Lawrence, ten Geno, eleven Purdy, twelve Daniel Jones, thirteen and fourteen whatever Baltimore and Miami have. Um. So, yeah, I mean this this is like I feel like the weakest group of playoff quarterbacks. I can remember it sometime, mainly because of injuries. Well, it's weird, too, because who's good on defense in the playoffs? San Francisco. Who else? I feel like Dallas the, I feel at times. Like the Eagles are pretty good. Eagles are pretty good. Okay. Those those are three NFC yeah. defenses. Who has the best defense in the AFC in the wild court, in the uh, playoffs? I guess Baltimore. Yeah. I, I mean. But nobody stands out, really. So, I don't know. It's kind of a weird weird playoffs. I'm looking forward to it, even though none of our teams are in it. Charlie's Dolphins are in it, but it kind of doesn't count when They're you don't really have your quarterback. It, yeah. It's a bummer when you make it and you you don't have your your full roster available to you. All right. Uh, let's stick with football. Talk a little pirate football. I had a question from Jack on YouTube. He says... I go, why are you taking shots at Mr. Bly? Is he referring to Dre Bly? <clears throat> I've not taken a shot at Dre Bly. But I was asked if ECU would hire Dre Bly as the new cornerbacks coach, and I just said that was highly unlikely. So Dre Bly, All-American, all great cornerback at mm-hmm. North Carolina, had a good NFL career. Yeah. Um, where has he been since then? been at north carolina coaching okay dbs i assume great yeah cornerbacks coach uh great recruiter if not elite recruiter but i mean you can look at the talent they brought in and see that he's not a good developer of talent i mean their talent never progressed their secondary all those guys transferred out or they underperformed for a reason 
whether it be the defensive staff as a whole or Dre Bly. So I just don't see Dre Bly as a fit for ECU, which has to not only have a strong recruiter, but you have to be able to develop talent at ECU. Otherwise, you're not going to succeed as a coach here. All right. There you go. And we are talking about the spot that Steve Ellis leaves Yes, open. Steve Ellis uh, heading to Louisville, three years at ECU. Turned out some really good cornerbacks. I mean, Jaquan McMillan, Malik Fleming have been two of the team's higher graded um, players really since Steve Ellis got here. And, you know, Nolan Johnson was up there too before he transferred out, especially during the 2020 season. So, but, you know, if there's one thing Coach Houston has done well, anytime they've lost a coach, I mean, he has replaced. Then you know that position or the next coach with uh, a, a you know really good hire, if not an upgrade. So I, I don't have any real concern over ECU hiring a a quality replacement for Steve Ellis. I'll certainly miss his shock mantra, but uh, you know it is what it is. I, I messaged him yesterday, told him good luck, and he said he enjoyed his his time here. Happy, Co- happy for the opportunity, Coach. Can I get you on just for a second, uh, Steve Ellis joining us? Hurry up. I'm trying to leave Greenville. Uh, pretty cool. I'm trying to leave. I go to see a, one of those sharks playing for your Broncos. Dude, week I was, 18. I was fired up. And um, what was who is who was playing? That was Jaquan McMillan. When you think of good cornerbacks here at East Carolina, you think of a guy like Jaquan McMillan. You think Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan, Jaquan McMillan. You think Jaquan of McMillan. A Malik Fleming, but you also think of Jaquan McMillan. Yeah. Because you know what he is? What's that? He's a shark. Jaquan McMillan. A shark always goes forward and yeah. never goes backwards. Right. You'll never see a catfish <laughs> and a shark at the same time. I know. Uh, again, we have like three minutes of interview ever from Steve Ellis. And, it, and Chandler, Chandler just, just repeats the, the same five phrases. Again, I, like I tell way. my guys to be competitive, but not combative. He also <laughs> says that Oh, it was man. cool that uh, McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. It's so funny because that was one of the main things I took away from media day as well. The fact that it is Jaquan McMillan, and not <laughs> Jaquan McMillan. Uh, he liked the impression, uh, according to his Twitter. So that was cool to see. Uh, but yeah, pirate in the pros was. Dude, I was jacked. Can up. I leave? Can I leave now? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're good. All right, see y'all. I was jacked up because the game meant absolutely nothing, but I made it appointment viewing to watch it. And I didn't think he would actually play outside of maybe like some nickel packages or special teams, but I turned on the game because I was following a Broncos writer pregame. He was like, and working with the first team is Jaquan McMillan, or excuse me, Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. (laughs) uh, Sure enough, he played every single snap defensively, and he looked really good because – you know, I don't know if he would have played the entire game, but the second series, he wasn't really tested on the first series. Second series, they tried to run a stretch play opposite side. He was near the line of scrimmage, ran the guy down from behind, made a tackle right at the line of scrimmage. Then the very next play, third and long, one-on-one coverage with Mike Williams. They took a shot. He was right there. Great coverage. And yeah, I mean, pass. he's playing the Chargers yeah, starters the, at that point. Yeah, it was a legit starter. They didn't take him out until there was like five minutes left in the fourth quarter when they had already lost the game. Really weird decision, by the way, Yeah, by uh, the Chargers. Very strange, but I enjoyed it as a Broncos fan. Uh, but yeah, he played well, man, and, and all you can ask for is an opportunity as an undrafted guy. You know, He stuck around on the practice squad the whole year. So clearly they liked him. You know, the the one thing, he's just so small out there. Like he got pushed around a little bit in the running game, but 
And, and that's the only reason he, he went undrafted and, and probably why he hasn't gotten a shot, just because he is small. And he didn't really play, you know, he. I think a lot of teams expected him to play slot corner in the NFL. I don't know if he just doesn't have the hips for it or what, but they've forked him an outside corner the whole time. And that's what he played at ECU. But he looked comfortable there. He's just outmanned in terms of size. Like when they run screens to his side, you know, it's going to be a, a challenge to get off blocks. But um, if he covers as well as he did and he tackles as well as he did, he'll he'll, he'll continue to get a shot. Yeah, does, I mean, I don't know. Does the coaching change, regime change, hurt him? Or it's not ideal. I mean, because yeah. he had just started to, you know, prove to that. Yep. Staff, but the good news is the GM is expected to be back, and obviously the GM has a big role in personnel decisions. Unless they end up hiring Harbaugh, who it sounds like is will basically just run his own organization. I believe I saw where the Broncos. Did they uh, get permission to talk to Sean Payton? Yeah, they've gotten permission to talk to him. Which is weird because... He's under contract with the Saints. Okay, yeah. So if you if you hire Sean Payton, you have to trade for him. You have to hmm. trade for his rights. So their, their speculation is that the Saints would only take at least one first-round pick. I remember bringing this up in the past. Uh, coaches who were traded... Coaches who were traded, Bill Belichick, Jets to New England, uh, John Gruden, Oakland to Tampa, Herm went from New York to Kansas City, Mike Holmgren, Green Bay to Seattle, So, and then uh, Bill Parcells, Patriots to Jets. So it's five pretty notable yeah. coaches. I mean, if, you, if you're trading for a coach, it's going to be, be a notable, big name yeah. that you really want. So it has happened before, hasn't happened in a while. All right, back to uh, Pirate Football. I go look into your crystal ball and see how many other coaches that were on the staff in 2022 won't be back in 23. How many more do you think? So we know Steve Shank, while they're moving to um, more of a off-the-field role, obviously they've gone ahead and made the, the new offensive line coach hire. How do you pronounce his last name? Mogridge, I think. Mogridge, okay. We can call him Coach, Coach Mo. Moe. Yeah. All right. Coach, Coach Moe's Moe back. back at ECU. Uh, I've heard great things. Um, Motown. Obviously, you'll have a, uh, a new corners coach. Outside of that, haven't confirmed anything else. I am scheduled to talk with Mike Houston, hopefully, in the next day or so for the podcast. Uh, check it out, by the way, Hoist Cars podcast, Cliff Godwin, earlier this week. We got a preview of that podcast right now. Ask Coach Houston a question. Coach. Uh, where are some big goals this offseason heading into spring ball? Well, I, I, well, Stephen, I'm so I'm so on Steve Ellis. Talking to Steve yeah, Ellis <laughs> you got to just say a few key words: compete. Like well, we're going to compete. We're yeah. going to compete. Get into and it. We're going to be physical, and and that's something we tell our guys. We're going to be compete. We're going to be competitive. We're going to be physical, uh, and we're just looking to get a good bunch in here. Very hard news. Get, look, we're already hard nosed, but we want to get even more hard nosed. We want to get our we want to get our noses even harder. Uh, you know, we want to be very hard nosed. We got a really good bunch. Really Who's good got the bunch. hardest nose on the team? Coach? Uh, probably probably me. I, yeah. I, I gotta be I gotta be honest. It's probably me. Uh, but we got a lot of hard nosed kids. You know what we, else is key? Got to get in tune for the. We gotta we gotta get in tune. <laughs> 
We got to get in tune. Thank God we don't have to play Clayton Tune anymore. Uh, but yeah, we have a really good bunch, uh, physical, uh, competitive bunch. There's a preview of the Hoist the Colors podcast coming up. It'll probably sound just like that. That'll be pretty. Macmillan. Jaquan with Macmillan. Jaquan Macmillan. Exit interview with Steve Ellis. Almost said Jaquan Macmillan. Oh, by the way, I like that Jaquan Macmillan liked the impression as well on social media. That was good. I'm sorry. How many more coaches leave? I, I haven't confirmed any other moves at this time. I mean, so right. Of course you haven't. I'm. We're speculating. Well, the coaching convention has come and gone. So I would say if we don't hear about something soon, when did we lose like Sims and uh, right now? So around this time. <clears throat> okay. This is. I mean, usually you have the coaches convention and then some fallout from the convention. But you, you know, you got guys making moves like chess pieces all around the country puzzle pieces and so you're going to have some trickle down effect you can always have guys poached you could have guys yeah. voluntarily leave um no firings if we haven't had them by now you think yeah unless it's just been done discreetly which you know is always possible but i would think we'll we would know for sure in the next week or so uh adam says i go who's your favorite incoming transfer player and incoming high school player so far uh, good question. There's a lot. Omar's coming. I am high on uh, on Omar, the Elon safety transfer. He had outstanding pro football focus metrics. He was the third highest graded safety in Division One football. That is FBS and FCS, which is great. But I mean, I know you're not a big analytics guy. I'm okay with them, but when I see you put those out on hoist the colors, I'm like. And like Mason Garcia grades high. I don't. I don't know. Hey, Garcia hasn't graded high though. But he was on the list for taking a knee or whatever. Well, they just put him at sixty because that's okay replacement level. Sixties replacement level. Maybe my small peanut brain just can't understand all the numbers. I mean, we can go over it right now. I'd rather not. All right. Either way, he's we got, got the good. third best safety in the country coming. That's not folks. what I said, but uh, I mean that. That's what he, you said. Pro Football Focus did tweet out that Ohio State won their national championship based on <laughs> based on grades, and they just got shredded. Basically. Congratulations to Ohio State. Air Force was fifth. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he's got potential. All right, what I'm saying is he's good enough to come here and be be a help a help on the back end at safety. Yeah. Um, as far as like pure upside, I'm really excited to see what they do with Ra Ra Dilworth. And, you know, he's undersized for a linebacker, and that was the issue at UNC, but I didn't feel like UNC used him properly. They just kind of like forced him into the third down package. There's got to be a way to use a guy with 4'4 speed at six foot, you know, 200 pounds, 6'1, 200 pounds, who can, who can run like he can defensively. So, can they find that role for him and if so how do they use it even if it's just putting him in there to blitz man i mean there's got to be a way to maneuver that that piece around defensively so excited about him uh high school players i mean there's a lot of guys i like in this class but you know running back javius bond with keith mitchell leaving you need somebody to take over that big playability i don't know if it'll be him from day one but he's got you know electric speed and he's got that type of running back build where he can hit the home run all right, uh, thank you for your question, Adam, and I hope you are satisfied with your answer, with Igo's answer. And if you're not, I mean, all you can do is ask the question, and he can answer it. 
i'd love to hear for folks that follow it who are your favorites uh coming in i asked that question and didn't get an answer i, I don't know how many people are in teen with recruiting and portal because it is so overwhelming in fact a lot man billy we were asked uh yesterday if there's a list of outgoing players and i said i know if you go to 24 7 sports voice the colors you can see incoming players that includes high school and transfers so you can see that full list but as far as outgoing players probably don't have a list handy of that do you if you go to our site and go to football recruiting tab it'll lead to a link that says transfer portal and if you click that, it'll take you to everybody that's in the portal and is coming from the portal. So kind of has both. And you can search it by school. Yeah. If you click transfer portal, it should bring up everybody by date that entered and then where they're going. Which oh, it starts with yeah. the East If you're on Hoist of Colors, it'll take you to all the ECU guys. Juwan Powell, Demel Hickman, Jaira Wilson. So uh, Hickman has a landing spot, Georgia Southern uh powell no landing spot yet gyra going to ucf of course uh let's see demetrius mooney no, landing no school spot. yet um any others oh yeah stubblefield <laughs> stubblefield committed to incarnate word and then they got a commitment from what an auburn transfer or something so does he have time to commit somewhere else no, like I avery jones that, i mean i think their semester started and they announced him today yeah. so i think he's kind of locked in there elijah robinson going to hawaii robert kennedy <laughs> what oh that's wrong he entered time. from uh i guess it repopulated but he entered from odu this time and now he's going to nc state huh going to state how about state getting acc hold nailers i go yeah is it brennan uh, armstrong, brennan armstrong? The big quarterback uh, from Virginia, who was awesome a couple years ago, took a step back last year. But uh, Coach Ruff's buddy, Robert Anai, yeah, is now uh, with NC State. So uh, we're seeing this uh, in-conference portal stuff going on. And we saw it was weird to see Brandon Suggs in that uniform playing against DCU. Yeah, it was. Uh, but seeing a Virginia quarterback start against State, I mean, it, it's – like 10 15 20 years ago unheard of it's going to become more and more normal it is just strange that you know transfers are one thing but when you see the interconference guys it's just it doesn't feel right to me like i feel like if you're you know if you want to transfer like you 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 either typically go up or down and you can argue this program is better than that program in the same conference but typically like if you're transferring within conference it's just kind of a a weird dynamic because are you really improving your situation that much i mean brandon suggs it, i guess he's got a chance to participate on an ncaa tournament team but he's also playing a lesser role so i don't know he is a team glue guy i go he cares about the team he was he was a really good glue guy in minchies that day yeah <laughs> i think one point one rebound and guess what they needed that one point he did draw some offensive fouls though so that's what he does did him and tabs have a thing I think he had a thing with everybody. Oh, here we go. Smearing his name. No, no, after him and Brandon leaves. Johnson were going and getting into it. Did Brandon Johnson kind of mush him one time? He like threw the ball at him after he scored. Mush him. Yeah. It was fun, man. I like that stuff. That was, yeah, that was I, I was entertained. The only thing that was missing was a pirate dub. Yeah, that stunk. Uh, I'm ready for, and now that everybody transfers, it's not as cool, but like that first uh, North Carolina player, basketball player that transfers to Duke. 
or Ohio oh, State yeah. football blue chip that goes to Michigan. Like that's really all that's left. Like, there was a lot of uh, I don't want to say hate, but uh, non happy people with Jair Wilson going to UCF. Well, of course, and I don't have any. I, whatever, it's your life. You decide. It's not for me to say if it's a good idea and or to, bad I mean, idea. I, look, I mean, it sucks he ended up at UCF, but they're going to the Big 12, and Jowers played, you know, he was here five years. He got his degree. He got, he has the COVID year. He kind of has a free year to do what he wants. Like, to me, it's whatever. You know, if he let, if, if he became a star over not here and then immediately left for greener pastures and went to UCF, and UCF was still in the American next year. I'd have a little bit more of a problem with it, but now it's just kind of whatever, man. Go take your shot. You got a chance to get paid. Might as well do it. Yeah, I can't hate on anybody for that. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go on Pirate Radio Live with Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors. We're back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back for the latest news uh breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927 fm you can join the over 61,000 followers today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Thank you, Shirley. Chandler Honeycutt, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors joining us to close out hour number two. Jeff Charles joins us coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll open up the booty bag, make you a winner as well. Uh, I have mentioned that guys were elected to the Pro Bowl, but there's no Pro Bowl. So what's the deal with being a pro bowler if there's no pro bowl? Well, I do have uh, the events. Ian Rappaport tweeted this out earlier today. And this is not a joke. These are the events that will go on at uh, the pro bowl games coming up this year. Thursday, February 2nd, epic pro bowl dodgeball. Multi-round tournament of classic dodgeball featuring four teams of five players. That begins with the offenses and defenses from both conferences squaring off. It'll culminate in an AFC versus NFC showdown. Another event, lightning round. Each conference selects 16 players to compete in a three-part elimination challenge. Um, In the first event, splash catch. Teammates, pairings from each conference will toss water balloons back and forth. And I can say that I... We'll not be watching this either way. Fine. Whether it's the game or the events. Longest drive. Have you ever wanted to watch your favorite NFL player hit a tee shot? You're in luck. That's coming up. Precision passing presented by EA Sports Madden 23 Mobile. Uh, Each of the conference's three quarterbacks will battle in a one-minute accuracy competition. All right. This one might be kind of interesting, but I won't be watching it. How would you incorporate like a dunk contest in the football? Well, I guess you could dunk the football in the uh, goalpost, but best catch presented by Uber Eats. 
Two players from each conference will compete in a best-catch competition showing off their creativity, inventiveness, and talent. Huh? I'm, I'm somewhat intrigued by that. Out of all these really. things, that's the one that I'll... If I had to pick one to watch right now, it'd probably be that. Um, some other stuff. Gridiron Gauntlet. I don't care to read what that is. Kick-tack-toe, I go. Each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper compete in a giant tic-tac-toe competition. How much time is this going to take? <laughs> I mean, this whole series of events sounds like it'll take at least seven hours. Okay, move the chains. Four teams, two from each conference, will compete side-by-side side in a weighted wall pull that will showcase their strength, speed, and ingenuity. Okay, uh and then i guess there will be some skills competitions as well um so there you go look nobody's watching the pro bowl anyway and the main thing for me as an nfl fan i don't want terry mclaurin tearing his leg in a meaningless game but you do want him tearing his leg in his best catch yes absolutely that is what i want so uh there you go there's your pro bowl festivities nobody will be watching but you know what just like everything is today it'll make for little splash videos to put out on social media that people will retweet and talk about you know all right uh steven allen says did anyone ever mention patrick certain senior with southern miss for nfl greats that pirates played against no because he's not a great just kidding wow. Steve. i mean he's pretty good he's great great he was a pro bowler wasn't he did he compete in any of these events that I talked about? If not, don't care about him. He actually played in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Matt says, I can safely say that The Rock will host all the events <laughs> at the Pro Bowl. That's pretty good. I can see that. Finally. Was it prior to last year's Super Bowl? That he, <laughs> that he just talked out there, like, cutting that promo? For 12 minutes? So weird, man. Yeah. Who is... Uh, Chris says, why does it sound like Battle of the Network Stars? Not a fan. Again, though, like, they're trying something it's, other yeah. than a game, which I, I'm okay with. I give them credit for trying. It's just, it's not going to. Honestly, I'd be fine if way. they just gave the guys a trip to Hawaii yeah. and said the heck with it, and that'd be it. Like, whatever. You earn your spot. Or just do the all-pro list. They still do all-pro mm-hmm. teams. Just don't even do a Pro Bowl. Um who is the halftime act in the Super Bowl this year? Couldn't tell you. All right. I'm going to do some quick Googling. Rihanna. Mm. Rihanna. Umbrella. Ella. Ella. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Don't carry the way. I go. Uh, any other ECU news and notes to hit on? Not really. I mean, we haven't really talked much men's basketball yet. We've got the game coming up at 9 o'clock tonight. Tough task again, going on the road. It feels like they're getting all these tough, tough road games out of the way. They've been to Wichita. Obviously, Wichita is down this year, but still a very tough place to play historically, to Memphis, and now to Cincinnati. You know, probably three of the toughest places to play in the conference. So hopefully, once they get through this stretch, they can. Much tougher than Houston. Well, they don't play at Houston this year, so therefore, uh, once again, you're wrong. Um, I was saying on the schedule, Clipster. All right. 
much easier than uh Tulane. I mean, yeah, as far as toughness, not team you're playing. Oh, Which, toughness. Yeah, like tough place to play. Okay. Did you see the madhouse that was Tulane last year, Aga, when EC rolled in there? It was just insane. There was 500 people there losing their minds. There was way more people than that, and you know it. 750 people? Are you kidding? They were packed. I remember re- And that reacting. arena holds what? 4,000? Okay, so there was 4,000 in there, or 350. 3,500? 3, 3,500, yeah. <laughs> Tree 50. Cincinnati's not that good, right? Uh, They're pretty good, man. They're, I mean, they've been up and down, but they have five. They don't have a ton of depth, but they they have five dudes who are really good. Uh, David DeJulius. They've had uh, the same guy. What's his name? Davenport there forever. Um They've also got Landers Nolly from Memphis. They got a 6'11 guy from Russia who can score. He's shooting like 65% from the field. Micah Adams Woods has been there forever. So those five guys are kind of like the key. You remember that big dude for ODU who just like on yeah. the BCU? He's on the team, but he barely plays. That huh. shows you how good Cincinnati is. So uh, I judge teams by their BPI, I go. <laughs> Do you ever look at the BPI? Yeah, all the time. The Basketball Power Index? You know, it's funny. You would you would shame me for looking at pro football focus and here you are pumping up the bpi i'm a bpi guy uh you know the number one team in the bpi is the houston Houston cougars uh how about two and three face off tonight i go you're gonna check out ucf memphis at seven i probably will yeah at least some of it ucf 43 memphis 46 uh fourth on the list in the american is cincinnati at 74 east carolina all the way down at 197 yikes bpi does not like the pirates i feel like none of those like fpi even when ecu was well when you lose to south carolina state it probably affects the numbers I mean, who was south florida or smu beaten probably south carolina state south carolina beat kentucky ecu beat south carolina pirates better than kentucky that is true and you cannot deny that fact uh we want tulsa i'm ready for tulsa <laughs> there's, there's a stretch after this game Let's look at it. I'm not going to say that ECU is going to win four or five, but there's a possibility. Starting with South Florida? Yep. The only really game they'll definitely be an underdog in is at Temple, but that's not an unwinnable game. Pirates home favorite against South Florida, you think? Yeah, for sure. At Temple, about a seven-point, six-point dog. Uh, Wichita at home, already beat them, winnable. We skipped Tulsa at home. At South Florida, for all the road issues East Carolina's had in our lives, they've won there. Oh, I skipped, who? Uh, yeah, Tulsa. Oh, home. Tulsa at home. We're a favorite in that one. I mean, look at this. ECU can be favored in three of the four games after tonight. And maybe even four or five. These two games, Tulsa at home on a Tuesday, Wichita at home on a Sunday, back-to-back, those have got to be your, let's get some folks excited, mm-hmm. let's win some home games. Because the crowds without the students were decent, not great, but pretty good. But everybody went home pissed. Yeah. because you lost in, two games very you could have won fashion. yeah they played so, hard but when you can't make free throws it's just it's demoralizing yep uh but you could go win 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 smu I mean, this five in years six. past has been a game where you're like uh-oh not this year so you're right you're right it does uh lighten up but then the toughest road game of the year at tulane <laughs> coming up after that that is a little tough stress there you go at tulane versus cincy at SMU, at Tulsa, which is all one road trip. Winnable. 
and then you come home to face the big what does that say alumni game it's an alumni game i go and i alums as is chandler will be there uh earl bing will be in the house gabriel <laughs> mikulas brandon hawkins <laughs> kenyatta brown can't wait to see best yeah. air of ecu hoops ever yeah travis so, uh, i'm telling you man if they can go a little, little run there during that stretch that's their opportunity because then you finish you finish the year with houston tulane ucf that's yeah. that's tough so but there's there's finally a favorable stretch there like five of six and maybe even six of six if they could snatch one at temple could you imagine a six-game winning streak? No. <laughs> Hell no. ECU, which has only won six games total for their most ever American Athletic Conference wins. I could not season. imagine that. Yeah, it's pretty easy to imagine anything. I could not imagine that. And then we'll only, at that point, we'll be asking Igo, will he be going to the AAC basketball tournament like we do every year? And he'll get offended by the question. Of course I'm not going. I mean... I haven't asked you yet. Wait, I'll ask you later. I tell you what, if they go on a six-game winning streak, remember last year we had some stipulation where if they won yeah. a All right, game. six in a row, Igo will go. Yep. There you go. And we'll also ask Igo, since you're not going to that, will you join us for the round one watch-along? And you'll you'll say, maybe. yeah, probably, maybe, yeah, likely I will, and then something will come up, and you won't be here. Slater, usually Slater's an excuse. Yeah, Slater's got uh, pink eye or something. <laughs> Not the. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come wow. on. Uh, my bad. I'm definitely going to use that as an excuse, though, when the time comes. <laughs> I'm giving you an excuse. Slater's got pink eye. It really, we are just kind of recycling this whole thing. Time is a flat circle. I mean, it is the same thing, like. ECU basketball every year, like we're all, it's always one and three in conference play. No matter how, <laughs> no. like it's like you get an early win. This year it was different. It was on the road instead of at home. Yeah, and you get excited. You lose a couple tough games. Next thing you know, you're like two and eight in conference. Yeah, can they break that cycle this year? Hey, the stretch coming up. It's possible. Look, also I go things to look forward to starting uh, next month. We'll start to look at. If the season ended today, yes. where uh, all where the seedings, I can email Chuck Sullivan at the American <laughs> and get all the scenarios. Start to look at brackets. It gets fun. It gets exciting. All right. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks for having me. Uh, we will take a break. Come back. The Voice, Jeff Charles, joins us live from Cincinnati when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you on a Wednesday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. 
back with you on pirate radio live stay tuned we're going to open up the booty bag in just a moment and you can be a winner right here on this show and you're a winner for tuning in because you get to hear great guests like the voice jeff charles who joins us now live on the pit electric live line he'll be on the call tonight as east carolina faces cincinnati jeff how you doing today Cliff, I'm doing great. We're sitting here in Cincinnati, Ohio, getting ready for the Pirates and the UC Bearcats. Late game tonight. It's a 9 o'clock tip-off. And we'll see what the Pirates can do. They've never beaten Cincinnati here at UC, so we had that same scenario, as you well know, Cliff, when the Pirates went to Wichita a couple of weeks ago, and the Pirates were able to pull the upset. So let's see if they can do it again tonight. And, Jeff, you you said you're sitting there. You've been sitting and got to do a little bit more sitting with that late tip-off time we talked to michael perry uh yesterday on the show and said the team is going to get their meals in uh maybe a shoot around a walk through uh and then try to fill the time uh before you get to a late 9 p.m uh tip-off so jeff uh, how are you feeling the hours today there in uh, in cincinnati <laughs> well number one i'm not a big fan of nine o'clock tip-offs especially on the road because it'll probably be close to two o'clock before we get home tomorrow morning but I stay busy during the day, uh, get my workout in. It's really pretty nice uh, for Cincinnati in January. It's about 50 degrees. So I've been out walking around the city. Uh, there are some beautiful murals along the Ohio River, which I have never seen before, that I just got back and, and took a look at. And we're located, the hotel clip is right across the river from the Bengal Stadium and the Red Stadium and also the uh, Coliseum, Riverfront Coliseum is what they used to call it. That's not where UC plays. UC plays on campus. And then there is a big dome uh, that's also across the river that is the indoor practice facility for the Bengals. So as we look at our hotel room, we see all of that across the river. Now we're in Covington, Kentucky, which is uh, across from Cincinnati. But uh, the guys are just getting back now from uh, shoot-around and uh, they do the best they can to keep them busy. I know when you talked with Coach Perry yesterday, they took them to the mall, so they had about an hour at the mall walking around, and the day goes pretty quick because uh, you're always busy doing your, your game preparation and getting ready for the game. So Pirates will leave the hotel about 7 o'clock tonight to head on over for the basketball game this evening. And Jeff, I uh, got to imagine there's a buzz there for uh, the Bengals who made it to the Super Bowl last year and a good spot to make a run in a, a tough AFC this year. But Dan Horde handles the uh, play-by-play duties for both the Bearcats and Bengals. And uh, do you get a, a sense of that uh, when you're around there in the city? Glad you asked me that, Cliff, because I was going to talk about that with you on the show today. Yes, a lot of Bengals excitement here. And I'm going to give you a few facts and figures for the game coming up Sunday with the Ravens in town. The cheap seat in the nosebleed section in the end zones, they're going for $237 per seat. Those are the cheap seats. (laughs) Parking, listen to this clip, parking close to the stadium, a parking spot is going for $260. Wow. And probably the cheapest parking you can get within a mile of the stadium is an $80 parking spot. So it is incredible, the prices. But when you walk around the city, which we've been doing since we've been here, there are a lot of folks wearing Bengals hats and coats and jackets. And, yeah, you can really tell there's a big playoff game coming. It's all over radio, television, newspapers. So, uh, yeah, people here are really excited about the Bengals. Again, this year for the second straight year, 
think Joe Burrow could run for mayor here and win in the landslide. No doubt about that. Jeff Charles joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. Pirates Bearcats tonight, East Carolina, trying to shake off a turnover field loss to Memphis over the weekend. And once again, Jeff, just to, to tie a bow on that one, just a, a tale of two halves, Pirates up at the break and uh and end up turning it over a lot and and losing there in the second half and just one of those things you see with a team i guess that has not uh played a lot of basketball together and you kind of saw that i guess in the second half against memphis well you can't go into memphis clip and turn it over 22 times and win the basketball game that's what the pirates did now they played a good first half but they fell apart in the second half and it was that relentless pressure that Memphis brings, and the Pirates did not handle it well at all. And so they end up losing the game. They were double-digit underdogs going in there. So, yeah, it was just one of those tough games. And, again, when you go on the road in this conference, I know we sound like a broken record, but it's very, very difficult for East Carolina to win games on the road in this conference. That's why that Wichita State win was was so special. Now, tonight the Pirates are nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is a team like everybody else. They've watched the tape. They know how the Pirates have had problems handling pressure, so I would expect to see that again tonight. Cincinnati is really one of the more veteran teams in this league, and Cliff, I'll tell you what they do. They shoot threes extremely well, so that's going to be a big matchup tonight, how well East Carolina defends the three-point line because this team shoots 36% from three, and they have four players who can knock down three-pointers that are all good three-point shooters. So this is an experienced team at Cincinnati. It's a team that's very balanced in scoring. They have four players in double figures. And the fifth guy, Jeremiah Davenport, we remember him from past years. He's right there, too. He's at 9.7 points per game. Now, they really got taken apart by the number one team in the country, Houston, on Sunday. Houston was up 20 points early in the second half. And so that just shows how good Houston is because Cincinnati's a good basketball team. And Houston, as I mentioned, they just basically took them apart in the second half and watching the television news when we got in here last night. Wes Miller, head coach at Cincinnati, was not a happy camper. And uh, he said we had uh, quite a session in the locker room after the game. He said our guys just did not handle things well. He says we're going to leave what was said in the locker room in the locker room. But you could tell – with his facial expressions, he was not at all happy with his ball club from that performance. So it'll be interesting to see tonight how the Bearcats you know, rebound from a, a big loss they had at home. Visiting with the voice, Jeff Charles here on the Pit Electric Live Line. Jeff, I was talking to uh, to Igo and Ronnie. We were talking to ECU basketball the other night, and uh, I mentioned your post game interview after the Wichita State win with Ezra. Uh, Sar and uh, how he mentioned that he's got family uh, in the music industry and you said you wanted to hear some of his brother's work at Minji's. I thought that was pretty funny and also I believe he talked about did he say Jeff his, his mother was a some kind of double dutch instructor or something like that growing up so you asked about it you know his footwork and quickness and things like that and uh, sounds like he attributes uh, jump roping as a kid uh, for part of that. It was a pretty interesting interview with Ezra. Yeah, Ezra's a really interesting kid. I'll tell you what I love about Ezra, Cliff, is he always has a big smile on his face. And uh, he's very friendly. He's always in a great mood. He's just a terrific young guy. And so we're really pulling for him. And he's got a lot of tools, as we know. I mean, he's just uh, growing up before our eyes as a 6'9 freshman. And you're right, his, his heritage is very interesting. 
Uh, we've also talked with him about that. He has ties in his family to both Africa and also Brazil. And so uh, it's a very interesting family history. And uh, it's great Ezra is, is with ECU. He's going to have his work cut out for him tonight because, as you and I both know, the Pirates are just not very big. And once you get into these conference games with these conference teams, just about all of them have four bigs. And the Pirates have Ezra and Brandon and, and Luigi DeBow. And, you know, in the case of Brandon, he's more of a step-out-four kind of guy. He's not really what you would call a big, although he's doing a great job rebounding. But, you know, you look at Cincinnati tonight, and uh, they can throw Victor Lockin at you, who's 6'11 and 240, and Ogama, who's a transfer from Wake Forest, is 6'9, 235. And then they have Izipke, who played at Old Dominion last year. He's 6'8", 240. And then they have Tolentino, who's a freshman from Hawaii, and he's 7'1", 240. So you can see how big they are on the front line if they want to go big. And that's just kind of the case with the Pirates this year when they try and match up with some of these conference teams. Along with ECU Cincinnati tonight in the American Great One coming up at 7 o'clock before the Pirates and Bearcats tip off Memphis at UCF. And mentioned it with Coach Perry yesterday, these teams trying to build their resumes for a potential at-large spot in the NCAA tournament coming up in a couple of months. But that's a good one tonight in Orlando. Houston, big favorites at home against South Florida and Tulane on the road at struggling SMU and uh, speaking of struggling Jeff Tulsa losing at home last night to Temple Temple all of a sudden four and one in league play but how about Tulsa Jeff um, a good basketball history tradition there they are four and eleven overall zero and four in conference play and we'll see them later on but man uh, the Golden Hurricane really struggling this year yeah they really are they're starting over frank haith was let go at the end of last year they have a new coach at tulsa and you're right clip they've had great basketball tradition there going back especially to when bill self was there and they've had so many other great coaches so they're not used to having you know really bad seasons but that's what's happening and the new coach is trying to build a culture and start his program there but uh you're right too about the memphis and ucf game tonight that's that's kind of a tough one to call, I guess, because UCF is playing with home. At home, you might have to uh, favor them just a little bit. But uh, Memphis is a really good ball club clip, and Coach Perry made a really good point on our broadcast on Saturday. He said he thought that Memphis ball club was the best defensive team he has seen at Memphis. Now, they don't have all the four- and five-stars that they've had in the past. You know, that roster was loaded with those national recruits. But Penny Hardaway's brought in a number of guys who are really good players at the mid-major level, and one of those young men is from Rocky Mount. And he had a really good game against the Pirates. He was at Georgia Southern for three years. I don't know if ECU recruited him or not. His name is Elijah McCadden, and he had a really good game against ECU. He's long, he's athletic, he's 6'5", he can do a lot of things. And so Penny Hardaway has brought in guys, and they play a lot of really good defense. And so... That's going to be a good matchup. UCF plays great defense, too, so that'll probably be a knockdown, drag-out, very close game tonight. There, I mean, I don't know how many times you've said it, Jeff. There are there are players everywhere, and, and you got to locate them, and that's why the coaches get paid the big bucks. And, I mean, just thinking about 
uh, you know, Steve Rockford and, and the staff at the time going out and finding Tristan Newton in El Paso that nobody in Texas really looked at. And we got him here to Greenville, showcase the talent. Of course, now he's playing with the Yukon Huskies. But sometimes they're in El Paso. Sometimes they're in your own backyard. You just you got to find them uh, one way or the other. I guess it's a little easier now with the transfer portal that you are able to see these guys on the college stage rather than finding them uh, at their high schools. Yeah, no doubt about that. Recruiting has changed a lot. We've not really seen a whole lot as far as uh, coaches, uh, Coach Schwartz and his staff and really what they're going to do recruiting-wise. You know, they got in here so late, but with them able to get a talent like Ezra Osar that late in the recruiting process, you know, does show that these guys can recruit. So uh, I know they're working hard at it, uh, like every staff that's always been here at ECU. I mean, Joe Dooley and his staff, they couldn't work any harder than the, the four years that Joe was here. And now uh, Coach Schwartz, he has the same challenges. And what East Carolina is going to have to do is upgrade the talent level. And Coach Perry and I were talking about this yesterday, Cliff, and I don't know if you have looked into it very much or not, but as we all know, the league is really going to change with uh, six new teams coming in, both in football and basketball, next year. And some of these schools coming in next year are having terrific basketball seasons. Now, with the transfer portal and the way rosters change every year is a new year. But, for instance, if North Texas and Florida Atlantic and UAB were in this league this year and they'll be in it next year, I mean, those schools are having a all having terrific seasons, and even Rice is having a winning year this year. So, you know, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a league that looks a lot different. Uh, no UCF, no Houston, no Cincinnati, but. Uh, looking at this year and what some of these schools are doing basketball-wise, uh, some of these schools are going to be uh, certainly very competitive when they get into the American next year. I have not uh, looked at that. I'm looking at it now, Jeff. In fact, uh, Jeff Nadeau, uh joined us. Uh, it was, I think it was his appearance last week, and he talked about FAU and the season they're having. But I'm looking it up now. Um, the, those four teams, FAU, North Texas, UAB, and rice uh have combined this year to go 50 and 12 so far on the basketball court so and fau a perfect four and oh in conference usa so i think we tend to kind of start with football and go from there jeff i certainly have done that when i've looked at these schools coming in i have not looked at it from a basketball perspective but man that's pretty eye-opening when you look right now at the conference usa standings and see uh, who's at the top and and yeah we'll be seeing those teams next year you'll be making some long trips uh midweek to to see these teams unfortunately boys <laughs> no doubt about that there'll be four teams in texas next year so Cliff will be visiting with you from the Lone Star State on a number of occasions uh, next year. But last time I looked, and I haven't looked for a week or maybe 10 days, but and you've got it there in front of you. You know, Florida Atlantic was like 14 and 1. Yeah. Texas was like 14 and 2. And the UAB was having a good year. And uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's having a winning season. Don't forget about them. They're, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be a force in the league too. I think, uh, Coach is doing a good job over there, and uh, he's had his program in place. And you know, Charlotte's got some—they've got some uh, areas that uh, they can recruit to over there. So yeah, it's not going to be easy, you know. It's not going to be Cincinnati and and Houston, the number one team in the country, and and UCF, which is always pretty good. That the Pirates have had a devil of a time beating, but some of these schools coming in are are not exactly chopped liver. 
East Carolina trying to win on the road tonight against Cincinnati as uh, they have one road conference win this year over Wichita State. They'll try to do it again as 10-point underdogs tonight. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, have a great call tonight and a uh, safe trip back home. And we'll uh, we'll have some live hoops in Minji's Coliseum coming up this Sunday as the Pirates finally return back home to take on South Florida. So we'll see you then, and uh, we'll talk to you next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Sounds great, Cliff. Yes, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock will be tip-off time on Sunday for USF. And before I go, Cliff, I'd like to congratulate Brian Bailey. I've done this a couple of times on the air. Brian, Channel 9, of course, sports director and pirate radio personality, is going into the George Whitfield Baseball Hall of Fame on Friday night in Goldsboro. And that's a great honor for Brian, and I'm going to be there. I know some of his other friends and family members are, are going to be there as well, but 38 years covering local sports uh, in Greenville and throughout eastern North Carolina. Very well deserved, so we're looking forward to that on Friday night. Jeff, uh, you used to do uh, eastern North Carolina legends, and Brian Bailey, not originally from here, but has been around here long enough to certainly uh, earn that moniker as well, as well as a Hall of Famer. So, uh, yeah, we love BB around here, no doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt. And, and and he, I guess he and Michael Perry proved that some Cowboy fans are not, you know, the worst people among us. There is actually <laughs> some decent Cowboy fans out there. Exactly. Well, you know, Coach Perry, when we do talk a little NFL football, <laughs> he always refers to Washington as the Commodores. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so does Bailey. So, <laughs> yeah. so they they take a, they take a shot at your team there, Cliff. That's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll get there one day, maybe. I've been around long enough, Jeff. Uh, with the news yesterday, I, I texted my dad that we have seen two generations of Turners get hired and fired at Washington. Norv Turner as head coach, and now Scott Turner as offensive coordinator. So. Just kind of tells you uh, about Washington these last 25 years. Yeah, it really does. Tells you a lot about uh, Daniel Snyder, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jeff, enjoyed it, man. Have a good one. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thank you, Clear. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line, East Carolina, Cincinnati tonight. Pirates won in Wichita. Why not a win tonight at Cincinnati? Let's take a break. We'll come back. Let you know what's going on uh, outside of ECU Cincinnati tonight. Great night of hoops. We'll look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and open up the booty bag when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered they have excuse me served personal uh, eastern north carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service russell's clothing on main street in downtown washington pirates supporting pirates now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you on pirate radio live looking forward to a fun night tonight 
at AJ McMurphy Sports Trivia beginning at 8 o'clock. We'll have hoops on the TV and some great games, including Alabama at Arkansas SEC Showdown coming up at 7 o'clock. Alabama number four in the country, Arkansas number 15. Tristan Newton and his UConn Huskies will be on the road. Uh, They are number six in the country, taking on number 25 Marquette. That is at 7 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Creighton at Xavier in Big East action coming up at 7 o'clock on FS1. The U, Miami, 16th in the country, will be at home against Boston College. I saw a video uh, just outside of Trask Coliseum from earlier this late afternoon, and the UNCW students were lined up around the block to get their tickets and get their seat for charleston uncw why is that well uncw usually has a good home crowd and a following as it is but tonight the 14 and 3 seahawks will welcome in the number 22 team in the country and that is charleston sitting at 16 and 1 4 and 0 in conference play so a big one there going on seven o'clock tonight and it's not on tv that would be a fun one to watch but it's not available. Uh, Duke will host. Unbelievable! I know, Corey. Duke will host uh, Pittsburgh tonight, seven o'clock ACC Network. Houston is a large favorite over South Florida. Coming up eight o'clock on the Plus. Missouri at Texas A and M at eight thirty SEC Network, and at nine o'clock TCU at Texas in a Big Twelve action. Two top twenty-five teams meeting there. I mentioned it with Jeff Charles a moment ago. Uh, but man, a uh, one I'm really looking forward to at seven o'clock, Memphis at UCF, and uh, that is a big one for the AAC standings. But really, one you're going to look at come March, and where do these teams stack up at large wise? So uh, the winner of this game will move into quite a nice at large driver's seat at least early on here a lot to be determined but ucf 12 and 4 overall 3 and 1 in conference play there one loss coming to houston memphis 12 and 4 2 and 1 in conference play and a road win in orlando would go a long way for penny hardaway's guys uh tulane is at smu i said before conference play started just watch out for Tulane when uh, league play begins. They're three and one in conference play and are favored to go to four and one tonight as they are on the road at SMU. And of course, East Carolina, a 10 point dog to Cincinnati at nine o'clock. And uh, you don't need ESPN Plus tonight. Pirates will be on ESPNU tonight taking on the Bearcats. So that's what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, I, I'm always in a bit of a basketball mode, but now that the NFL's done, college football's done, time to really get into I guess I still still got NFL playoffs, so I still have uh, football on the brain, I would say, for the most part, taking up the uh, protons and electrons in my sports brain. But I haven't heard those scientific terms in a long time. Seeing these, uh, these conference matchups, I'm a, you know, woo pig suey at Bama, Arkansas gets me a little excited. Even UCF Memphis gets me excited. And of course, pirate hoops tonight. So starting to uh, get in that basketball mode, Chandler. Yeah. I mean, we're already in January uh, when it, and getting close to midseason form uh, in college basketball. Before you know it, it'll be March Madness. 
and we'll be filling out our brackets, and we'll also uh, have March Madness right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, Shirley, let me see if I can find something for you, because Scott mentioned we're talking about the Pro Bowl, and he said, um, I still remember the Sean Taylor hit in the Pro Bowl on the punter. And I mean, yeah, I was, man, that was just brutal. Like, he just came out of nowhere and blew that. Do you remember who the punter was? No, I do not. Off the top of my head. Whoever that was, like, he gets to go around and say, I got my world rocked by Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl. One reason you got a uh, – Brian Mormon was the punter. Uh, one reason you just can't play the Pro Bowl anymore because people like Sean Taylor who do not take plays off no matter if it's practice or – you're talking the about the Pro practice? Bowl or game, uh, going out and delivering hits like that. So, uh, I mean, you look at you look at that hit that Sean Taylor had on uh, on that punter, and then you look at the game and how it was played. Just what last year, a couple years ago, where it's basically like two hand tag, and now they've gone completely away from the game itself. Yeah. And you went down the list of all the events that is going on. Which again, this year. they should. I agree with it. Oh, I do too. I agree. There's too much like it's meaningless. There's too much riding on it for these players who are trying to cash in, and and not even that for us as fans. Do you want? Um, who's a, a Panthers Pro Bowler this year? Derek Brown, Brown Brian Burns, Brian Burns. Do you want him going out there cutting on a turf and you know risking injury? No, no. absolutely not. Nope. Uh Scott also says, did you see the commander sign Jake Fromm? I didn't. And wish I never did. Brad says, go Jaguars. Duval. You got a Jags fan out there. I'm Duval. excited for that one. That's the playoff game I'm most looking forward to. Jags and Chargers. Should be fun. Play, uh, playoff Zay. Playoff Zay. That's the one I'm going to be mostly invested in because unfortunately as much as i would like to be invested in that dolphins bills that's game, sad why did you give why I, did you give me that look i mean tua doesn't you know Tua's out so it's going to be skyler Tom, thompson Tompkins, whatever his name is i don't want my quarterback to be named skyler we're you know or carson bradley chubb and uh raheem mostert both did not practice today so it's you know it's highly questionable if they're going to be able to play uh, this weekend, so we're depleted. Y'all, and we're do just, you have any cocajones? Cocajones. No, we barely have a cocajona <laughs> at this point. One singular cocajona. Yes, at this point, yes. I mean, we are limping into this game. Yeah. And as much as I want to be excited that this is the only the second time in what fourteen years we have made it to the playoffs, the Bills have got too much to play for. And I just feel like that's an oncoming train we cannot stop. That what a sad statement that is, uh, Chandler. Shirley saying the game she's most looking forward to is not my team. Is <laughs> not her team. But you know what? You would have said the same thing about your Commodore. I mean, Commanders. If they were in your situation, yes, and facing a double-digit underdog on the road against a Super Bowl favorite, yeah, probably You're, so. Yes. So do, yeah. I would have. I don't ridicule me too much. No, I'm not. I would say it's a it's a crazy statement, but it's true, and it also has to do with 
injuries and like you said kind of limping into the playoffs if the dolphins if we were healthy and we had the dolphins of the beginning of the season and if you started the season the way you finished it and then finished it the way you started you would be super excited oh i'd be out of my mind but yeah wouldn't you have done a watch along with me for a panthers cowboys playoff game absolutely and and be a panther fan with me that i I would have looked forward to that i would have been in my um lamar latham jersey you don't even know who that is no i've heard the name several times if my if i still had my wesley walls jersey i would have rolled up in that yeah i'd have been mr uh donald duck (laughs) i'd have been quacking my way (laughs) through bank of america excited i would have been hyped for that but uh your team stinks. Team stinks and is not in the playoffs. Nope. Not a nary bit. Uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't know what this means. Cowboys fans laugh now, but soon they will be the cow people. Name change? No gender in the name Cowboys? Cowboys, cow people. How they, about them cow people? They need, they need to change their name instead of Cowboys. Maybe they need to name themselves after a particular breed of cow. <laughs> Which we learned yesterday. Yeah. Jersey. The the cow Angus. The Dallas jerseys. Uh, I think it's offensive to cows to have cows and cow in the name. And boys. So they should be like ma- the Dallas the animal people. <laughs> take out cow, take out boy. Animal people? Be more general. How about them animal people? <laughs> I want me some glory hole. Oh, and there it was, right there in the middle of it. Animal people. Animal people. Let's take a break. But as we do, let's open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250. 317-1250. 317. Why don't we say phone numbers like that? Probably because it's confusing. Very. Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a shrimp taco lunch? Shrimp, not a shrimp. A shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. 317. 1,250 is the number. Easy to remember. 317,000. <laughs> Wait, no. That's... <laughs> Three, that's three million. Three million. Three point one. <laughs> three point one seven two five million. You got that? What call are you looking for? Uh, seven. Caller seven. Lucky number seven. Uh, we are back with you, Pirate Radio Live. After this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, congratulations to Mark Hall of Winterville. He uh, picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's and enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. 
Every time I hear the name Mark Hall, I think about like the end of a game show or something. A Mark Hall production. I don't know why that pops in my brain. I want to say, wasn't there a Mark Hall production? I don't know. There was something similar to that because it it hits me in the brain every time. Uh, Speaking of game shows, unfortunately, Chandler, not a pop culture guy, not a TV watcher. Hopefully he has one answer in mind. I'm sure Shirley does. How about you out there? What's your favorite game show? Let us know via Twitter, Facebook, or Current or no longer running? All dang time, Shirley. My all-time favorite? That's what I'm asking. (laughs) Tic-tac-doe. Wow. Okay, I remember that. That was my all-time favorite. Now, current would be Jeopardy, just because I enjoy kind of, you know, trying to guess the answers. Testing the brain. Testing the brain, yeah. Seeing where you stack up. Yeah, yeah. I've watched it, and I stack up very low. Very low. Now, came in a close second, wasn't on for very, very, very long. Oh, well, no. I mean, I I guess you could define, well, I say define, because some of my other favorites were Remote Control on MTV back in the day, hosted by one Colin Quinn. Do you remember that one? Marble Mouth, yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, Double Dare on Nickelodeon. I mean, check and check. I'm right there with you. Classics. Chandler, your all-time favorite game show is... I would have to go with the most tense game show of all time, Deal or No Deal, was always like very. I, my, and they my, go, they open up those briefcases. My, 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 the original version or the reboot? Uh, um, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but my my TV, my freshman year here at East Carolina, stayed on the Game Show Network. I don't know why, but there was a lot of Family Feud. There was a Pyramid show, I believe. The $25,000 pyramid? Is that how much it was? I, I think so. But And then no, Deal or No Deal would usually be on when I got back from class. And I would sit down and watch that. Um, so I would probably say deal, deal or No Deal. I think my favorite, either being home from school or home in the afternoons. And uh, I think I would have to go with Press Your Luck. The old whammy. You ever heard of whammy, Chandler? No whammies. Press your luck. That's who it is. That's what it was. I said tic tac toe. I was thinking press your luck. I I got (laughs) I got them mixed up. I'm sorry. Same favorite. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. I also like let's make a deal because I thought Wayne Brady was a pretty funny dude, and he used to do like like songs off the top of his head. Michael Winstead also a press your luck guy. I don't know why I said tic-tac-doe. That was stupid of me. Well, you know what else was stupid of you, Shirley? What? Uh, when you said that remote control was hosted by Colin Quinn, because according to no, Steve Hill... No, Colin Quinn was one of the guest comedians. It was hosted by Ken Ober. Ken Ober was the... Yes, Ken Ober was the host. Steve I'm Hill sorry. also says... Who was our winner? Mark Hall? Yes, Mark it, Hall was the producer and writer for Danger Mouse. He says Mar- Mark Goodson. A Mark Goodson, Goodson production. That's what probably was in my brain. Now, I do like the Steve Harvey version of Family Feud. Mainly yeah. because I love Steve Harvey. I think it's Steve your Harvey, man, Steve Harvey. I, I love me some Steve about, Harvey. What you got a problem with? Nothing. I, maybe, the, uh, maybe Steve Harvey overkill. Roy Combs was. Ray Combs, Ray Combs was my 
Family Feud guy. Now I know a lot of people would say Richard Dawson was the all-time goat, but because I th- he was the one, he was like one of the first ones, right? The, and then Roy Combs was the short. Ray one. Combs, Charlie. Calm now, down. The man committed suicide. Show some respect. Oh, okay. Ray um, Combs. He was peace. shorter, right? He was a short guy. Why are you killing this guy? Because I remember him being short. You're getting his Okay, stop saying that. Short. You're getting his name wrong. You're calling him a little pipsqueak. <laughs> Let the man rest in peace. Great host. Holy cow. You're being very disrespectful. You're being of very butthurt of, right of, now. Of the dead. I know. Do you have no heart? <laughs> you have no soul. Uh, Y'all better now, back these buses up. I, I can tell you that much. I say I went and saw, I don't know why. I think, did Ray Combs come to Greenville in the, the mall and uh, and host like a family feud type thing? How about these shows that Ray Combs was on, Shirley? This is like a Shirley Rhodes all-star. This is like, this is your life, Shirley Rhodes. Here's Ray Combs. He was in The Facts of Life. Yes. I don't know what this is. You again? You ever heard of that? No. Okay. He was in The Golden Girls. Love it. I don't know what Overboard is. Overboard the movie? Uh, that Go- Goldie Hawn. That's and, Goldie uh, Hawn and uh, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell. I don't know. If As a matter of fact, that's where they met. Oh, yep. That's it. That's when they started dating, was on that movie set. He was on one of my all time favorite shows to watch in my grandmother's house, Amen. Oh, I love that man. Oh, with Sherman Hemsley. He was on, as himself, an episode of 227. With Jack A. Mary. I mean, what Mary. a... Talk about some blast from the past there. Oh, I love 227, too. Good stuff. All right. That was a great show. Now, am I crazy, or did the guy that played Al in Home Improvement also host family feud at one point chandler yes he did you not only are you not crazy you are correct al borland hosted and louis didn't louis what was his name louis anderson didn't he host too i believe he did i think he hosted too louis anderson ray combs is my guy ray don't call me roy and he was a fine-sized man Eric says Ray Combs. Ray Combs. His name's Ray Combs. What is wrong with everybody? God, Richard, guys, what are y'all doing? There were one, two, three, four, five. There were six of them. Richard Dawson, Ray Combs. Richard Dawson used to kiss everybody. Yep. Ray Combs. Ray Combs. R.I.P. Louis Anderson. R.I.P. Richard Carn, a.k.a. Al Borland. Yeah. yeah. John O'Hurley. Oh, uh, Peterman from Peterman. Seinfeld. Mr. Peterman. I forgot he hosted. And Steve Harvey. Yeah, they've been through a lot since the uh, the Combs era. Uh, <laughs> this has got to be a joke. This has got to. What? Michael Winstead said Ray Cones was the best host. C-O-N-E-S. The disrespect on this man's <laughs> name. At first, I was kind of joking. It's gone overboard now. We've heard Roy Combs. We've heard ray comb now we've heard ray cones three different ways to get the man's name wrong i almost cussed 
I knew something was up because you just threw your headphones off. <laughs> You've got Eric apologizing. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> now, at least don't apologize I, to me. Apologize to Ray Combs' family. At least Eric did say after he said Ray Comb was great. He did say rest in peace. Thank you for doing that. And then he said my bad. <laughs> he said gotta respect the S. Respect the S, and then if you're Michael Winstead, <laughs> respect the whole name. It's just like Bryce; he can't say the Sparks. <laughs> he needed to respect the, the S. Sparkies. <laughs> All right, good discussion. Oh boy, <coughs> Ray Combs, one of the best. Uh, other ones, no. I mean, you got your obvious prices, rights. Your let's make a deals. I, Tony said the cooking I like shows aspects of the prices, right? I didn't like the whole show. I like the hiker game. You know what I want? Uh, I liked Plinko, and then I liked the punch game. You know how you had to punch through and yep. grab the thing? I yeah. remember. Yep. Tony said, Tony, Let's do go down, Tony. cooking shows count? I like uh, Top Chef. I like Hell's Kitchen. I don't I watch saw, Grocery store games, I believe. You want to talk about Guilty Play? Like, I saw a show coming out. And they are combining a a cooking show with basically Big Brother, where you're not graded necessarily on how good your food is, but the it's called pressure cooker. The contestants vote out each other, so that's coming out soon, and I will be watching that for those that care. Oh, now uh, there was a game show that did not originate in the United States but it was dubbed in english and i found it highly entertaining most extreme elimination challenge oh yeah i remember that i stumbled across it one time uh and it had the over the top asian announcers yes 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 and and the contestants were wildly dressed in like these insane costumes and they were trying to compete but it was dubbed in English, and it was like a couple of comedians just making stuff up as they went. But it was hilarious, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. But I don't necessarily call that a game show because I don't think anybody ever won anything. <laughs> it was more hilarious to watch these people just eat it when they tried to, uh, like the spinning logs. And as a matter of fact, I think that's where Wipeout originated oh, yeah. from, was from uh, an aspect of that show. Wipeout. Tony likes Chopped. It's a good show. I love to wipe out. Ah, good night and big balls. Steve Hill, Supermarket Sweep. That was a great one. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. Great show. We got to take a break. As we do, Clip, we do. If you missed out on the Chico's gift card that Mark Hall won, you have a chance to win on Instagram. If you go to Instagram and follow PR927FM, you'll have a chance to win a Chico's gift card, a Jersey Mike's gift card, a Pirate Radio t-shirt, a Pirate Radio decal, a Pirate Radio hat, and a 12-pack of Flight by Yingling. What you have to do is follow Pirate Radio at PR927FM and tag three friends in the comments section for a chance to win. And you must be 21 years old or older. So go to Instagram right now for your chance to win. Awesome stuff. Win it Wednesday. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was another good day for the stock market. (laughs) As I am dying over here. The Dow was uh, up 268 points at 33,973. NASDAQ was up 189 points at 10,931. S&P was up 50 points at 3,969. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 at Greenville. Mm -hmm. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member SIPC, take it away, Clip. That's the uh, thank you, Shirley. That's the ghost of Ray Combs haunting you. <laughs> he possessed you. Is this, is this my karma? Yeah, Ray I Combs choked on my you. drink right before we went back on here. Oh man! Oh, I'm dying. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Ray Combs for all those years of entertainment. Rest in peace. Do not read about his final days uh, on Wikipedia. Not a good read. I did that during the break. I need to get my mind off that. Chandler, great to be with you all day. <laughs> great to be with you as well, my friend. Shirley, we'll uh, talk to you manana. And we'll talk to all you fine folks coming up. Oh, um, one last request. Chris said we got to... Uh, we all need the hiking game song again before y'all call it a night. So we'll wrap it up with the hiking game song from... The price is right. It goes like this. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.